Welcome to a special edition of Figure It Out. This episode, we will be breaking down the toy day of Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. Um, we got a lot to, to, to break down here. We were really looking forward to this day because we thought we'd get some stuff we wanted, but we ultimately got none of what we wanted. Um, but on this panel, as always, starting off with JD. What's going on, JD? What is up, Streamland? Thank you for joining us tonight. Absolutely. And next up, Pete. What's going on, Pete? What's up, everybody? I just would like to start this out by quoting my old art teacher, Mr. Frank. And just to wrap up like the whole Hasbro Pulse experience today, it's Basura B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, so I would have people. killed to have a teacher that said that. <laughs> so many he people was echo awesome. those sentiments. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's jump right into it. Uh, obviously, GI Joe had their panel today. We the three of us are really looking forward to it. JD, you were out, um, and you were like, like, what's going on? Keep me up to date. Um, we got some reveals from the movie tie-in figures. We also got an announcement that Snake Eyes is coming out in July instead of later this year, like it was originally slated. Um, but at the end of the day, no trailer was released. And JD, I'm going to start with you. I say this to the people over in GVN all the time, and they tell me how nuts I sound because it's irrelevant. And what I say is mar uh, marketing matters. Yep. Because marketing will make or break a movie. And the best example I had, I, I told everyone was, look at Birds of Prey. They did nothing to market that movie. It came out and everyone shitted on it. Um, because it did not do it. You should have, they should have easily marketed her the same way uh, Ryan Reynolds marketed Deadpool. Because that's essentially what Harley Quinn is. She's the, she's like a female Deadpool for it breaks Deadpool. the fourth wall. Yeah. Exactly. But, um... You know, her, the rest of the cast didn't do what they were supposed to to carry their share of the load. Um, Margo, Margo took care of business. Um, Journey Smollett, yes. You know, I, I know you got friends with, uh, with some of the cast, so I'm not going to mention anybody else. Um, but, uh, you know, I felt quite a few people didn't carry their load, and Ewan McGregor just didn't do it for me in Black Mask. But that's neither here nor there. When it comes to what's going on right now. Um, I, I don't know. This is, I feel this is an unwritten rule, but when you got a movie coming out in a few months and you don't even get a teaser, let alone a trailer, that means they don't have faith in the product. Um, and to not have faith in the product that just, that tells the rest of us, there's really nothing to look forward to. And we got a ton of, not a ton of, excuse me. We got some information on the six inch figures that are coming out. But we got nothing with like the retro line. Are they going to continue it? Um, are there going to be new sculpts? Are they going to be spinning that off? Is G.I. Joe coming back to life at all? And I don't think it is. And this is the perfect opportunity, you know, to bridge that gap. Um, and if it doesn't, well, then G.I. Joe goes back in the shelf for maybe five years until something else comes, you know, to, to light the way for it. Yeah, I will say this. I will say Snake Eyes, and I think this is very fair, and I think Pete will definitely agree because he hates Duke. Um, Snake Eyes <coughs> is easily the Batman of the G.I. Joe universe. 
knows. It's the guy that everybody knows. It's the guy that everybody loves. And it's the easiest one to market. Um, So it's why they started this new universe with Snake Eyes. Because if this works, everything else is smooth sailing. If this fails, there's nothing the Lady J show can do. It's just literally nothing. It's nothing it can do. Because you still have to circle back around to the one familiar face everybody knows, which is Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes. And if the movie doesn't hit, how are you going to sell people to, well, we're going to repackage it and put them in, in Lady J's show or put it in a Duke show. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So, maybe- And then not, no hint to like a, G, a Lady J, you know, tying figures or anything. Give me, a, give, me, give me a silhouette, you know, something. Let me know that, that you know, I mean, this is Hasbro. Hasbro is the multimedia platform, right? Um, shit, you gave me a you gave me a fucking video game that died uh, after two days of being on the shelf. Um, you know, the, it, once it was released, you, there was no push, no support for it whatsoever. Um, yet, was that supposed to be tied in with the movie and stuff like that? Yes. So, did the pandemic screw up a hell of a lot of plans? Okay, but you're Hasbro, and Pete said this. If there's anyone that knows how to handle business during the pandemic, it should be Hasbro. And you dropped the ball on one of the properties that made you. I mean, G.I. Joe has been around since the 60s. You know what I mean? G.I. Joe's were up against, you know, Barbie with Mattel. This is, you know, one of your flagship brands. Yes, Star Wars is what makes you money, but Star Wars came out of Kenner. You know, it was G.I. Joe and Transformers that put you guys on the map. And you're letting it die. You know, I mean, dude, the fans are out there. And I say this time and time again, Cobra Commander in 1980-whatever, when he came out, sold 200,000 units. All right? the We're still here buying that. We're still here looking to support that. We yep. want to spend money on you. The reason why so many people are complaining is because we want to put the money in the stuff that we love. You're not giving it to us. Yeah, and I will say, if you're Hasbro, <clears throat> where the risk comes in at is you look at DC, right? You can say whatever you want about their movie universe, but their animation's doing well. Mm-hmm. I believe their toy line is doing well. I believe their comics are doing well. Even some of their TV stuff, whether you like CW or HBO Max stuff, they're doing well in other avenues, right? So it's why you can take big swings and risk with your movies because you're working everywhere else. If you're Hasbro, we just finished telling you we didn't even like your reveal of the toys, right? So let's say 45, 40 to 45% of your market doesn't like those new toys that are revealed. Do you think they look at that and they go, well, at least the movie will be good? I wouldn't say that. (laughs) I would, and let me, let me preface this. I do not feel as though this movie will be bad because I have so far not liked how they've been handling a lot of the things around this movie. It just has too many people that I enjoy. So I'm like, at least if I can get an all-star performance by Storm Shadow, by my boy Andrew Koji, I, I, I can live with it. Mm-hmm. If they can give me just, you know, just honoring Snake Eyes in this, I can live with it, Right. It's just the idea of my fear is Henry Golding is too much of a fresh face to believe they will scar it up and mute it. 
and that's where my issue lies. Now, hmm. could he shock us? For sure. For sure. But the biggest example I can give everyone is there is a reason why Robert Downey Jr. has a HUD. And it's so you can see his face at all times. And there is nothing more infuriating than looking at Iron Man from his point of view. Bitch, I don't care. I don't care about (laughs) things are inside the mask. Right, right. right, Outside the mask. Right. Oh, if you give me a snake eyes HUD, I'm going to be pissed off that that's what's behind. (laughs) The buyers are all these years. Um, but you have more faith. You excuse me. You're looking forward more to a movie than I am, right? Um, I, I grew up watching the cartoons, and let's be honest, the cartoons were shit, right? They were half-hour commercials. I, I felt Renegades was a better cartoon for GI Joe than anything else. Um, but for me, you know, movie tie-ins and toy tie-ins when they go live action, they never work. Transformers didn't work. Ninja Turtles didn't work. Um, what you would call it, uh, uh, G.I. Joe, the first two flicks, they that didn't work. The first Mortal I Kombat did, movies didn't work. I did like the retaliation work. figures, though. Okay. All right. But, like, this is the last thing I'm going to say, uh, um, knocking these figures. But you made Snake Eyes and the Ninjas look like crappy Power Rangers, and you got the Power Ranger line, and they look amazing. Yeah. Something, something, ain't, something ain't working there, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Pete, I'm going to pass it to you. I, I, I strongly feel as though, like I said, I'm still holding out hope because ask anybody. I always, and Pete, you're a witness to this because I said it on like a million different shows uh, we've been on together. Everyone's excited for Shang-Chi, Eternals, Widow, this, that, Venom. Pete, you know all I've been talking about is Snake Eyes. It's all I yep. want. So it's like, to me, it's like, I just need them to do this right. Because if they don't, I don't know how I can trust anything going forward. But what are your thoughts, Pete, on, on you know, getting an updated release? And then your thought on their reveal of their figures today? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me get some popcorn. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm oh. looking forward to this. Okay. <laughs> top, top me off there, Pete. Top me off there, baby. Salud. <laughs> I got a fresh bottle for this one. So did I. <laughs> First of all, just to touch back on a previous point you made. Yes, Harley Quinn is DC's Deadpool, but Birds of Prey was bar absolutely nowhere near the quality of movie that Deadpool was. Even right. Deadpool two. Right. You're right. Uh, to say nothing against Margot Robbie, she's an absolutely phenomenal Harley Quinn. The rest of the movie was shit around her, unfortunately. What it was who? Which one was that? Ewan McGregor was was. Yeah, Black Mask. Oh God, that was just absolutely yeah. awful. They turned Mister Zaz into a total nincompoop, for God's sakes. Oh. One of the dopest villains around. The only person, the only I should I shouldn't even say person. I mean, Joni Smollett is fantastic. Yes. And, you know, a, a quick shout out to her bra in the whole movie because that yes. certainly kept me interested, especially that running down the street scene. That definitely right. held Hold its up. weight in the movie. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there. Uh, but that's just me being a dipshit. Uh, as far as the no trailer thing, let me touch on that for a second. You're absolutely right. Uh, advertising is marketing is going to make or break a movie in this 
idea that, you know, when, when you finally get the trailer, now what are they going to do? They're going to release something in May or June with a month left. Who's going to give a shit at that point? Conversely, or inversely, I'm not really sure the two different definitions. Look at Disney, Disney with Black Widow. We've gotten like four or five trailers to the point where Disney's almost begging us to see this fucking movie. Can I say really quick, Pete? Yeah, good. They released trailer last year when they thought it was a chance they could release Black Widow, right? People forget Snake Eyes, if no pandemic, was supposed to be out in October of last year. Right, right. Right. So that means the movie's done. Right. I have a huge issue with your movie being done, your post-production being done, and you just saying, we're going to wait for the right time. We don't see, yeah, we don't see, why not the Super Bowl? Everybody's watching the Super Bowl, no matter what, pandemic or no pandemic. I'm sorry, you brought up up October for a second, Mm -hmm. and that is one of the most telling things you can say, because October, if you're not a horror movie, is when movies go to die on your release schedule. You would say that more than January? 100%. Wow, because I know January, 100%. Is where yeah. movies go to die because like the thing, Pitch Black, the, the Pitch Black movie, mm-hmm. um, you know Vin Diesel's breakout right. flick, right. that came out in the fall, right? Um, they didn't know whether it was a horror movie or not, so they threw it into that, and it made them fucking money. It made Vin Diesel. There was no marketing behind it. It was all word of mouth. Uh, everybody thought it was an alien ripoff, which to an extent it was, right? But they buried it in October. I remember to go in to see it in the theater opening weekend, and I, on Saturday night there was maybe ten people in Times Square that, that went to go see it at Flick. You know, yeah, um, I mean, I, that was a decent flick. That I, was I good, do, right? I do have so, to agree with you. <laughs> so based on that, um, you know, if they put a flick out in October, that's that's the hey, you know what I mean? That's like a summer putting a summer blockbuster out in August. You're hoping to get some money back from it. But you know, like with Pitch Black, nobody knew Vin Diesel at the time. Nobody gave a rat's ass about some random horror sci-fi movie. Right. This is, this is, you're right. This is G.I. Joe. This is a property that with the subject matter has been out since 1982. So you're talking about almost 40 years of these characters. Why do we not have a trailer? And I have to agree with Juwan 100%. This tells me that you don't have a lot of faith in your own nope. product. Yep. And that's why you're not showing it to us. So this way we don't shit all over it. Mm-hmm. But by not showing it to us, you're giving us the excuse to shit all over it. And I, I definitely will say that if this movie doesn't do good, if this movie, forget fails, just doesn't live up to it, the expectations that the suits at Hasbro have for it, we will not see that Lady J TV series. There's, that will mm-hmm. never happen. And you're absolutely right, Jay. The rest of the G.I. Joe franchise goes back in the bucket for several years. Why, oh, why do they not put more money into their wildly successful classified series is beyond me. But that that's, we'll, we'll touch more on that in a moment. Since we're talking about the movie itself, I am grossly when i saw the, the face uh juan you're absolutely right you this guy's a fresh face he's an attractive dude and he's probably going to be running around without the mask for at least i would say half the movie which is distressing because that's not snake eyes to me that snake eyes one i i've already touched on the uh you know the race issue of, of changing him to asian and that i don't like 
but anybody that hasn't seen that, go back to, I think that was our very first figure it out episode. So yeah. go, go find that on the Geek Guys Nation YouTube. Yeah. But Snake Eyes should be muted. It, it, it does not speak. And his face should be fucked up. Yes. I don't, I don't buy into the uh, vow of silence because the, the master died, got killed. I don't like that storyline. Yeah. His throat got cut. And, and yeah. really his throat really got cut, or he was it was the, the explosion from the from the helicopter. Right. And Tommy, Storm Shadow, carried him all the way back. And another thing worth mentioning. No. Even in the comics. He carried Tommy. That's right. Even though he was fucked up, he carried him. That's why he adopted him. And That's in the why. comics, we also have to remember. When Storm Shadow got older, he still wore a mask. It didn't mm -hmm. cover the whole face. The like the eye part was cut out. Mm -hmm. um, it was just it's like it's like watching Luchador. You'll never see someone wrestle right. in Luchador right. with no mask. Right. I remember the reveal happen. in the comics of Storm right. of uh, Snake Eyes' face issue ninety three. That was <laughs> wild. Yep. But see, here's here that's that's where the beauty of storytelling comes in because you have the beauty and the beast element applied to this character this ugly disfigured person who has the heart of gold who has the heart of a saint right and he, he's a trained killer but he's but that's his i don't want to say his kryptonite that's his weakness right yep. he is he's a he's scared to show his face and that's an element you can play off the story harry golding he's a pretty boy i'm sorry you know when you what was the movie that he did with matthew mcconaughey where they were they were weed dealers in in the uk uh, oh my God, the gentleman! I love that movie. Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Right. He he was the pretty boy in that. Actually, really quickly, JD, let me give a perfect example. Punisher season two. Yes. That showed you how a studio fears disfiguring a very attractive gentleman. Look Jigsaw. at the, his name is Jigsaw. His face is supposed to be the jigsaw. You gave him three lines. And it was just a few lines. First of all, here's the even crazier part, Pete. Here's what really pissed me off. And everyone kept saying, remember what we talked about before, J.D.? Everyone kept saying I was nitpicking. When you watch the end of season one, the way mm -hmm. he was scraping his face across that glass, Beautiful. no way yep. it's three scars on his face. No, you can tell me the best plastic surgeon in the world came out. And now, everyone always... It doesn't have to be what it was in in Warzone, where mm -hmm. his face was just like all. Yeah, no, that was the whole mask. Was, yeah, it was right. disgusting. It doesn't yeah. have to be that. But what I liked about that was that guy was attractive. Look how mangled they made mm -hmm. him look. I like somewhere yeah. in between. In between is not three lines on the face. So what it tells me is they fear disfiguring their money maker. Henry that could also be, you know, the. Uh, the actor's agent or lawyers or whoever saying, "Oh, we he's don't a, want he's him." He's an up and coming guy. That's his he's money a maker. Boy. All right, let's look at. Let's go back to Channing Tatum for a second. All mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. uh, what What came first, GI Joe, and then Magic Mike, and then GI Joe Two? I believe so. No, right? I, think, because I think maybe it came Magic Mike first because I remember going, "The guy from Magic Mike." Yeah, but the reason why he got that extra screen Magic Mike was 2012. It is, was because of the burn he got from Magic Mike. And he was a pretty boy. He was a marketable yep. face. It was before G.I. Joe Retaliation. 
So wait, it was Magic Mike, then then the first, then Rise of Cobra. No, Rise of Cobra was first. Rise of Cobra was about two thousand nine or ten. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, my apologies. Yep. So that burn that he got, right, dude. Women will, they're they're on that are uh, uh, still old understanding that women will spend money for a flick that they wouldn't like because an attractive face. They have the attractive guy in it. Yeah. Right. Channing Tatum and Henry Golding, he's done a lot of, you know, I don't want to say chick flicks because, um, uh, you know, Crazy Rich Asians wasn't a chick flick, but it was a female led property and he was the pretty boy in that. Um, The one with the lady from Game of Thrones. um, Yes, Amelia. With uh, with the heart, I forgot. um, It was like a movie. Yeah, I know. That was another, you know, romantic comedy, stuff like that. Um, so he's got that stroke with the women, the women money, I guess, in theaters. You mean the women and, and, would like to have that stroke with him? Hey. And, and I, I will say, Jamie, thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> I will say an example of where it works and you do it the right way is Deadpool. Look at what yeah. Ryan Reynolds did to his face. Yeah. And yeah. he very easily could have said, I want just a few spots here and here. He Freddy Kruegered himself. Yes. Exactly. But yeah. if you read even one Deadpool comic, that's exactly what he looks like in the comics. I'll so go deeper. You ever me. saw Robert De Niro do Frankenstein? No, I haven't actually. No, that's okay. a good flick. It, it was just it wasn't the way Jigsaw was in Warzone, mm-hmm. puffy like that. It was right. just it was some stitches. It was pulled back lips. It was faded hair. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it was still very recognizably Robert De Niro. Yes, that could have. You're right. That I didn't even put that together. That could have very easily worked for. Uh, both uh, Jigsaw and for Snake Eyes, because you still get to see the actor's face. I'll say this. Snake Eyes, I put in the same boat as Halo, right? I'm very much a a stickler of when the guy who created that game created it, his vision was for the, uh, was for um, Master something. I can't remember his name. Sorry, I'm I'm blanking. Uh, Master Chief, there we go. It was for Master Chief oh, to, never, to never show his face. Mm-hmm. You ne- I've played all the games. My dad's played all the games. He swears by it. He never shows his face. To me, it's not fair because you want to, um, I guess, Hollywood it for mainstream. You take away the vision of the person who created it. And the person who created uh, Snake Eyes did not want him speaking or showing his face. Uh, no, not really. Sorry. Snake Eyes was made because of a cost-saving uh, effort, right? When the original right. G.I. Joe line came out, I'm not sure it was 11 or 12 guys, right? And the paint deco budget was running over budget. Snake Eyes, it was the same buck on all the figures, even the same head on a few of them. Just, you know, it was that grunt head just repainted with different colors. Um, Snake Eyes was really supposed to have camo pants, and they didn't have enough money in the budget. So they were like, oh, well, let's either roll back the paint applications on all of the figures or keep the paint applications on all the figures and just roll it back on one. That one was Snake Eyes, Eyes. the commander, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't until Larry Hama was doing the G.I. Joe book that he started to incorporate Well, he did write the... He wrote the bios on all. Yes, of yes, and he didn't want to do it. It was just, you know, he was he was one of the editors, um, but it was a paying gig. 
It was a paying gig. I was like, fuck so, it, I'll take it. Did Snake Eyes ever talk or show his face? No. In the comics once. Yeah. Once. Once. Right? Showed his face in oh. issue 93. And that was when you, like, basically... That was his original face, and then they were doing uh, like some plastic surgery shit. So by yeah. the end of the Snake Eyes trilogy, ninety three was the uh, like the pre prequel pro- prologue, whatever. And then uh. 94, 95, 96, if I'm not mistaken, was the Snake Eyes trilogy. And by the end of that, he got a new face, but it was still like me, you know, it was kind of right. like Jonah right. Hex to there. But that's right. that's why I'm saying then stick to that. If that was right. all, but they the did, case, but bro, they did show him. Right, and it, and they showed him in Vietnam. It was the trio. It mm-hmm. was Snake Eyes. It was Stalker, and I forgot who the Storm third Shadow. One, was Storm, Storm Shadow, Shadow was, was in their unit. And even though they showed Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes had like the muskrat, the muskrat style hat. It was the and sunglasses, the floppy. Right, you never saw Snake Eyes's complete face. It was either always the brim covering the eyes, always a nice element covering mm-hmm. just this. Right, and it wasn't until issue, I believe, it was one hundred and five. Scarlet was in a coma, and this was after Storm Shadow. Like he put the ninja mindset on him and sent him in as just like like unhinged murderer into mm. whatever war zone that they were at. That I think Major Blood was uh, controlling. I'm pulling this all just out of the recesses back here, and. Snake Eyes ends the issue at Scarlet's bedside and he actually says her name. And that's the very first time, it's the only time you hear him speak. Right. And it's not until later, issue 155, which is the last issue Hammer wrote before IDW uh, re-upped the Marvel Later on, but system. there was a gap. There was a gap. A big gap. It was like a yeah. 10 I to mean- 15 year gap. Snake Eyes writes a letter to this kid who wants to join the Joe team. And this Double whole courage. issue is yeah. basically narrated by Snake Eyes. And you never you never considered that the guy never speaks, but he thinks all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not like he doesn't, it's not like he's mindless, right. but you never, <laughs> you never had that before. It was I'll, an amazing issue. I'll even speak to the fact, here's the biggest reason why we know that as much as they talk about this being very close to the character, this being very accurate to the character, Think of it like this. If you're a studio, would you pay Henry Golding 20 to $30 million to never show his face? Because right. at the end of the day, I could pay somebody $4 million and just do and just have someone do the stunts. Right. So it's like, I find it very hard to believe. And, it, and it's why even if you go back and watch Deadpool, if you watch that movie, he spends more time out the mask than he does in the mask. Right. But what makes it special is when the time comes, He's in the mask. Right. So to me, I, that, that, that's how I look. I'm sorry. Go ahead, J.D. No, no, no. I want to capitalize on, I, I want to tack on to what you're saying there because um, I agree with that, but I want to go a step further. Mm-hmm. They never should have revealed Snake Eyes' race or identity at all because now what you have is an opportunity for every kid who's buying that toy to think that they are the one underneath that mask. Right? Be- Without ever point. doing that, Snake Eyes could have been black. Snake Eyes could have been Asian. Snake Eyes could have been white. Snake Eyes could have been Latino. Snake Eyes could have been whatever, uh, um, you know, Irish. You go, you could give him a generic name. You could have called him Joe Smith, right? And just added on to that legacy. That's so another now, thing. now, we still don't know his name. you're doing his flick, right? Yeah, that is You don't got to spend the $4 million even for anybody else. You got to have multiple stuntmen. So wait, you so know? you're saying you wouldn't have had this as an origin? No, no, dude, ever, ever, ever. And that's the beauty. All right, 
when you look at Spider-Man from the outside world, mm-hmm. nobody knows he's Peter Parker. Nobody knew about Miles Morales, right? right? So only those reading the books know that he's Peter Parker, a white kid from Queens there, right? right? But if you're anybody else living in New York City, shit, I can be Spider-Man, right? My, my, my school teacher could have been Spider-Man, right? My, the janitor in, the, in, in my dad's office building could have been Spider-Man. He could have been anybody. Yeah, that's the beauty of a complete mask. And again, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We're playing, we're playing armchair quarterback more than anything else. Well, let, but, let me speak to this. I'll say, mm-hmm. even if they wanted it to be Henry uh, Henry Golding, right? That could have been a reveal later. Because I'll say this: this might be one of the only projects I can remember that has ever filmed in complete secrecy. We got nothing. We don't know what anyone looks like. No yeah. one. It filmed quick, wrapped up. And that was it. That was all we heard. These toys are literally our about first ninjas. It's a movie about fucking ninjas. <laughs> so we shouldn't we shouldn't be able to see much. <laughs> yeah. But um, no. So I mean, to me, like I said, and then we'll go into the toys, so people don't think we're just here to to poop all over the movie. I no, think it was smart to move it. We are here to poop. Smart to move it to July. GI Joe. Anything GI Joe should be a summer blockbuster. Um, it should be anywhere else in a year besides in the months between May and August. Um, so to me, it was smart. I honestly don't understand why it didn't just get a May release. Um, to me, I, to me, waiting is never the right thing to do with a movie, with anything. Honestly, with anything. I think Marvel's making a mistake with Shang-Chi. I think the more you show your toys and let us form an opinion off your toys, the worse that possibly could be for you. Um, I mean, because Joel showed me the guy that might be playing the Mandarin, instead of the ten rings on his fingers, it's like rings around his arm. And already, I wanted to go. I have oh, no interest. <laughs> I'm like, I have no interest in that. So I'm like, I'm gonna reserve it and in, in, in hope that because his name on the box is not the Mandarin, that that's not what he's going to look like. But to me, I grew up on the Mandarin, that '90s Iron Man cartoon. Where his villain was only the Mandarin and the green skin seasons, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love the rings on the fingers with the mystical abilities that come from it. Um, and if you put it on the arms, it, it takes all of that away from from me. Yeah, what, my dude's got mystical tattoos or something, right? So, so the reason I brought that up was all we've seen from GI Joe, uh, Snake Eyes, is now the figures. And it's like, don't let the figures be what we form an opinion from. Because, Pete, before you jumped on, I was telling JD, if you pay, if you look at that Storm Shadow costume closely, it does not look any different than the first costume from Rise of Cobra. Right. And it's like, you got you to gotta switch it up. You know, do something different to right, make the did, costume pop more. Who did they show us? They showed us Scarlet, Baroness, Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, a and Night somebody Creeper. that looks like Jinx. No, right. her name Akiko. is Akiko. Akiko. Yeah. Akiko. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? Right. Akiko, right. I only know from, um, I think it was, was it Renegades? It was a recent G.I. Joe series that came out a few years ago, but it's the most recent. Yeah. And, and Jinx changed from Jinx to Kim Arishikage because of the whole thing with Jinx and Marvel. But now Marvel and, and Hasbro have this great working relationship. Kim, thank you. I they, couldn't think of a first name. I was trying to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Jim. Because see, see okay. Let, Wait, there was a what controversy was was there with Jinx? I don't remember that. Um, yeah, because you had the you had the Jinx book uh, from um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. 
Was it Brian Michael Bendis? I mean, Jinx came out. Jinx premiered in the G.I. Joe movie, which is like 1989. I don't think Bendis was writing no, then. No, 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 no. Okay, but you know, certain things died out. Like, that's why um, it's it's uh, Lieutenant... No, excuse me. It's, Hawk is not Hawk anymore. Um, there was a lot of things changed with Joe's in that gap between the 25th anniversary and the original release. That's why they ended up getting the full name with the code name in the middle and then the last name because a lot of those copyrights or, or, or legalese terms had expired but they had no longer a hold on. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, because yeah. she was Kim Arashikage from, from Jump Street, if, if I remember. Like, they told us her name on, right. on that file card. But she wasn't, she wasn't Jinx when the figures came out. She wasn't Jinx when the fan club figures came out. She wasn't Jinx in the retaliation movie. She was Kim. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Absolutely. So when they re Something when they re up the figures, that's yeah. when there was the issue with it. I understand. Yeah. Because Spirit went from being Spirit to Spirit Iron Knife. I you're okay. Yeah, I, I remember that. And I honestly just thought that was like, uh, you know, to avoid some sort of like so racism for them, thing. For no, 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 no. For some of them, uh, not racism. For some of them, it could have been just to identify that as theirs. Got it. Got right? Because if you just if you just do one word, if you call the guy freedom, well, there's so many other fucking things in this world. Well, that's that true. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, there's the Will Eisner spirit. And then there, I believe there's another book called The Spirit, too. Something. Okay. Oh, no, that's, I'm thinking of Ghost from Dark Horse. Never mind. Ignore that last part. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, well, no, I, I see your point. Them. They exactly. They basically made it a bit more specific. Yep. To, but I, I, I will say, I will say this movie. I like that uh, she's in here because it lets you know. Akiko. Yes, Akiko. It lets okay. you know between her and Scarlet. It lets you know that there's a very small possibility we could get an accurate Snake Eyes that does not talk, and the two of them are his voice. Um, they speak for him because we do know a lot of the time Scarlet is always with Snake Eyes, and she just kind of. Translates what he's thinking, right? Yeah. So I'm like, it's very possible. That's why I said I'm not gonna let my dislike of how these figures look make me think the movie will be bad. But if I see the trailer and it doesn't look good, I won't be shocked based off of how bad I thought those figures look. I think so. Aikiko is a movie exclusive character. Okay. I'm, I'm not seeing anything beyond that. So that's it might be, but also, also because in the series that I'm thinking of, um, it was the granddaughter of the hard master, I think. And Snake Eyes took not Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow took her under his wing, and it took, right, it took Snake Eyes to kind of show her the truth because she believed Storm Shadow that Snake Eyes was the one that, um. That, that killed the, the was it the hard master that the opposite snake eyes thought it was storm shadow who killed the hard master but it was no, no, really no, no, no. i'm talking about hand. just in the series not in the, not in the comic just just in that that series i'm talking about um because in, in the series in this series uh the hard master was choking and snake eyes went to to go open his throat so he could breathe and he died in the middle of it so when Storm Shadow came in, it looked like Snake Eyes had like stabbed him in the throat or whatever. And which one? I, Retaliation? What, 
No, no, this was a cartoon. Hold on, let me. Oh, I'm viciously okay. unfamiliar with this. Okay. Let me, let me. Google. You know what hits me in the feels is Snake Eyes plays such a big part of the mythology. Excuse me, not Snake Eyes. Zartan plays such a big part of that ninja mythology. Yep. That he's not involved in. It. And and well, Juan, you came up I, I, with a good concept earlier in the pregame. Uh, that was like I'd love to see that explored a lot more. I'm hoping. I'm glad you brought that up. I am like holding out hope that we get like a, you know, super secret cameo. I don't care who the hell it is. Yeah, it could be a no-name actor. Oh man, I would love Arnold Voslo to do it. I like Arnold Voslo a lot. And thing, like you were saying, it's the idea of maybe there's something that happens in the movie. And we're like, man, that's really uncharacteristic of Snake Eyes. And then it's the big reveal that, that it's our, yeah it's I'm, it's I would love for I'm that to that. happen I'm with that man I would love oh, the, the show by the way was called uh Renegades okay see I never watched okay, Renegades. I like Renegades dude yeah that's when it was the five of them yep mm-hmm. yep um so that was that was a scene in there that uh, it looked like Snake Eyes had killed them Storm Shadow held that against them convinced the granddaughter that that's what happened and she had this whole vengeful uh vengeful side against uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And we get we get a red ninja also. We do get a red ninja in the yeah. set. But I don't so, even yeah. they're not even on uh Hasbro Pulse right now for pre-order. The Red Ninja and the Night Creeper really? are not here. I could have sworn during the thing they said they'll be there. Maybe really? maybe they Okay, wait, nope. Sorry, the Red Ninja's here. Okay. Red Ninja guy's here. But he looks exactly the goddamn same as the uh the classified? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think this is the classified figure that they're just re-upping for I the movie. They're recycling, yeah. Okay. They, they I recycling. didn't get the classified one. Well, Pete, but, you missed it. We said during the the, uh, the pre-show, the mask that Snake Eyes has, I have that mask because it came in the Zartan uh, line from Retaliation. Uh-huh. So I'm like, that mask isn't even new. They're recycling a lot from, <laughs> from what's happened before. So that Black Cobra Commander in the gold box... Is that a movie tie-in? Is that a classified thing? What is the, I've this heard one? Nothing. I've heard nothing about oh. Cobra Commander being in this movie. So I don't know if it's a movie tie-in. This the Supreme Snake one was a release from I want to say like last October or something like that. And I've had this bastard on really? pre-order for some time. Now I'm gonna try to get it oh. out of the light. And oh it just opens my up. god. I actually and just put it on Amazon. It's uh, you know what? It's fairly cheap right now on eBay. When it first came out, mm-hmm. and it was uh exclusively only the premium members that were able to get it. They they, I I should say they weren't the only ones able to order it, but all the premium members got their shit first. And this thing was going on eBay for hundreds of dollars. I I, I think I saw one cap like two fifty. Now that everybody's got one, like forty bucks, maybe fifty tops. Oh, nice. Okay. So you you can definitely get one at a more much more reasonable price, especially if you consider the price of what some of these nonsensical classic figures are doing right now. Still, the classified figures. Forget about hundred dollars and change for the. Yeah, I got. I couldn't get it, but that reminds me of a piece. Um, for I I think it was for the retaliation, uh, movie, and it was a Destro with the ancient Destro uh, McCullough ancestor. Uh-huh. And it was a two-pack and the box came and looked like it was an ancient like tome. And uh, you opened cool. it up and it was each figure displayed on either side. It was the Destro and his ancient uh, uh, 
ancestor. It's funny. He looks like um, the Dracula movie with, uh, um, oh my God. Uh, uh, Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember how that Dracula had a, a like a red suit of the, armor? Yeah, the armor. Like yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so Destro's ancestor looked like he's wearing something like that. And it's like, whenever that goes up on eBay, I'm always missing out on, it. you know, they're, mm. they're always getting me for those last five bucks. Never understood that. For like, why does he have the red armor when the, the family symbol is a black dragon? Yeah. I yeah. will say, guys, I'm looking here again at these figures individually. And one thing I am liking about Baroness is uh-huh. that she has a sword. So it looks like we could see her get her hands dirty a little bit. And she okay. looks she looks newer than any Baroness look I've ever seen. Um, so I'm like, there's some stuff I'm, I'm liking. Here. I like her hair sculpt. The hair sculpt yeah. on that looks nice. Yeah. I find it very interesting that of all the things on this, yeah, the hair is very nice. Mm-hmm. The glasses are removable. Yes, I love oh, that. Oh, I didn't know I that. You're going to lose that fucking little ass piece so easily. I mean, I also like, I like, um, I like Scarlet's armor. Um, I'm really curious because this movie's doing some fun things um, or, or possibly because you look at it and you go, there's no mention of Cobra Commander, right? Right. Yeah, we've heard of. So mm-hmm. the biggest question is, why is the Baroness there, right? And then you go, there's no mention of G.I. Joe existing. Uh, you know, previous to this movie. Why is Scarlet there? So there's just a lot of this that's kind of like, I got to wait and see how they play it out because it right. could be pretty cool to kind of see why these people are there. I think was that it they're you? going to... Oh. Go ahead, Jay, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, one of you guys, I think, was the one that said maybe Scarlet is the recruiter for G.I. Joe? That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I was hoping uh, no, by the is. end of the movie, um, for whatever reason, she's there because she might be there looking for Cobra Commander or following the Baroness, and it leads her there, and then they cross paths, and then she goes, wow, how would you like to come join? And then he's just like, I don't speak, so like, sure, I guess. Um, (laughs) He's like, I can't stay here. Um, But no, I mean, to me, it's just, oh, I'm sorry, Pete, you you were making a point. Sorry, go ahead. You you pretty much hit the nail on the head, which is exactly what I was going to say, was that the, you know, Cobra and G.I. Joe exist. Maybe they're not, you know, world infamous at the moment, but they are in existence and either Baroness is there recruiting and Scarlet's following her, which is probably an oh. even better plot line than uh, she's there to recruit Snake Eyes because she has no idea who Snake Eyes is until he joins the Joe team. Right. So yeah. the idea that, you know, Cobra is after some members of the Arashikage clan, you know, whether they're the Night Creepers, Red Ninjas, Storm Shadow himself, whomever, or you know, whatever is going on there. Maybe they're uh, they're hiring mercenaries. Ninjas is mercenaries. I like this. I think we just solved this. I think, huh. I think, and, and it's so crazy. I think- Don't go down the speculation. He can't help himself. Just, hold on, just hold let on. him get it out of his system. Hold on, hear me out, hear me out. I think Cobra Commander, like like you were saying, did send Baroness there to find to find um you know to recruit some Arashikage uh, members. Obviously, it looks like the Hard Master turns it down. You can't get any of my students, right? Mm-hmm. I think she then assassinates the Hard Master, and then that's where we get. No, I, no not her specifically. I think she has someone. She has someone murder him. I hope she has someone murder him rather than her do it herself. Yeah. Because they, 
It could be there's that. You, you need you need that vendetta. Uh, vendetta. I have to do that uh, against Zartan that had that brings Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow back yeah. together. And in, in this modern era, and I don't really think it requires a modern era. I don't think this ever would have worked. You got basically two dudes, two fucking super commando ninja fighting master dudes going up against a woman. That's not going to gel with any audience at that point. It has to be, I don't mean to sound like a sexist asshole. It has to be a man. It's got to be a man. Even if it's not Zartan, even if it's the faceless master, Firefly, which is an odd man. Yes. But I'll take it. I got one for you. All right. All right. We're going on speculation train, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Fine, Let's just get on board. All right. Okay. You got to run it. Run it. All right. Let me ask you, Pete. Have the Night Creepers ever been associated with a, a Rishikage? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. The Night Creepers didn't shoot? show no, up until the remember? 90s. I don't, I don't okay. think so. I honestly right. don't think they were. All right. So, um, and this is. This is I a, think they were a rogue group of that, that's what I'm ninjas. saying. I think it was yeah. more like the uh maybe the cast outs or, or like the castaways. Okay, so is we don't know if this uh if this night creeper is a troop figure or if he is a singular, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you uh you remember the original line, the night creeper leader, he uh, he had this weird tiger striped camel pattern, but he was blind. That right, he 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 just wore a big blindfold. Big right. Orange blindfold, yes. uh, right. Um, that was a stupid was, figure, by the way. I like, liked them, dude. Did I you? Like, yeah. God, that was so like <laughs> mid '90s. That was the neon era. Like, that, was, that was. That was. But okay, what if the Night Creeper is Zartan in disguise? Ooh. What if that's an identity that his early identity because he's a cast out. You know, like you're saying, um, and and that's the linchpin. Uh, you know, because you we know got what? That, the I Red like Ninja, that. a troop builder, right? Yeah, and, I like. And, it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's weird because the Night Creepers always felt like they were Middle Eastern to me because of the headdress, mm-hmm. right? And when you when you go back to the word assassin, you know, the word comes from uh, uh, ha- Hessian, or no, not Hessian, Hessian is the Russian stuff. Oh, uh, uh, oh my God! Uh, uh, like assassin was a Middle Eastern. Uh, generated word when you look at it and Hashashin, yes. Hi, you go, baby. There you go, right? Um, and and so I always felt like the headdress being Middle Eastern, and you know the the way assassin came from from Hashashin, you know Middle Eastern. I always felt there was that association with that. And in the pregame, uh, Joanne and I were talking about the Zartan figure that was the desert sculpt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And he did so, look a lot like the Night Creeper leader guy. You know what true. I'm saying? So again, this 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 speculation train is taking a wide fucking turn, but it could be a possibility. I don't know. Like I, I'm looking at the Night Creeper leader figure right now, and I didn't register that he was blind. I thought he was I, like a visor on, but all really? I can think no, of, but it's not clear. It's cool. It's fabric over his Well, it's matching his pants at this point. But yeah, yeah, it looks, it does look more like cloth here. Uh, and I didn't register that. But all I can think of is put a goddamn shirt on, man. Nobody needs that shit. Nobody. 
Oh, man. It's crazy but, to think because I don't think I've ever bought a Zartan figure that has uh, that has a shirt on. It's it's always like a cloth. That well, yeah, no, Zartan has that, like, armor on. And, I mean, he's running around in the right. Everglades of Florida. It's hot down there. Let them, yeah, right. Let them well, run around the, the 25th anniversary Zartan was fully clothed. Oh, was it? Yeah, so the 25th anniversary Zartan was uh, the chest was um, the major blood chest. And it was redone in silver with cloth underneath it. By the um, way. And then they just gave him regular, you know, regular sleeves. I really hope that we just wrote a much better origin for the Night Creepers <laughs> as like a rogue ninja clan or something. Dude. Because I'm reading the profile right now of the Night Creepers huh. and they are apparently ready for this. The Night Creepers are Swiss bankers who had been highly trained in martial arts and equipped with cutting edge technology. These corporate ninjas, mercenaries, handle, handles Cobra's bankroll, as well as the organization's most dangerous assassination missions. So stop, stop, stop. Stop, 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 stop. How what much? the fuck was Larry Hama smoking back Yo, then? I was just about to say, what drugs was Hama on at this point, yo? <laughs> it was only the 90s, so maybe he was really tripped out on X. Like, that was the I highlight. Had, like, I mean, the X like, game. when you look at Croc Master, you know, uh, alligator security guards, come on. Hey. Uh, but Croc Master is a great figure. But, but I mean, the Night Creepers. Would you cross that borderline? Like, you just, there's a bunch of gators there. I ain't going to cross that. Shit. I wouldn't fucking go through there. Fuck no. But, but for that, make the Night Creepers, you know, part of the Crimson Guard unit. Because that's, you know, the Crimson Guard, because of extensive enterprises and Tomat and Zamot, that was their, that was their part of Joe, man. Right. They were the financiers. Right. So why do they need Swiss bankers? Like, it, that, that's stupid. That's stupid. At that point. I'm sorry, Larry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me, the great God, Larry. You, you blew it on that one, brother. <laughs> you blew it on that one. But and, I, I will say, go, go ahead, Pete. No, I was going to say, just, you know, speculating as half a joke. Like, it, it was the late 90s at that point, And, you know, they're they're just throwing figures at Larry. And they go, like, come up with yeah. something. And he's like, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, at, at that point, he was already under Serpentor and Cobra Law fatigue. So he just, he didn't want to be bothered anymore. He's like, you ruined my creation. And then he comes up and with good did. work, you know. And then the company says, ah, now we'll do something else. Yeah. We'll let Joe Schmo come up with different ideas in the cartoon. I will say, though, um, I am really excited for the possibility that um, this movie will be drastically different in design than <sighs> figures. Um, I just I, I just have to. I just have to. I have to. I have to. Like I told you guys, um, love Andrew Koji, who's playing Storm Shadow. Right. Um, I love Henry Golding. I even like, um, can't remember her name, who's playing Scarlet. Uh, she was in that Ready or Not. Uh, Samara, Samara, Samara Weaving. Weaving. That's Hugo's yes. niece. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, I, I'm excited to see what they do with this cast because they have it. They have the, the, good, the good stuff in their hands. It's just how they mold it all together. That, that's going to be the. Joan, you mentioned something and I, you cut yourself off, but Ready or Not was a good movie about. The horror movie Hell based yeah. on the Parker Brothers, yeah. Milton Bradley family. Yeah, you know what's great. crazy? You know what's crazy? When did it come out? Two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Something said it was like a movie. I said it was a movie of the year. It was that summer. Year. It was yeah. an August release. Yeah, it was a summer release. Yeah, you know, and it carried up through the through the Halloween it, period. 
and I always regret that I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't either. Yep, I, I saw it at either. home, and I was just like, "Damn it, I should." Pete, you didn't see it? What's that, sir? Ready I'm busy not? looking at some Mara weaving right now, and I never, never thought I'd be interested right? in seeing Hugo weaving as a woman. But all right. Oh, I mean, so she you, she you, looks you, like him. No, why did you say that, Pete? You know how hard it was to disassociate Hugo from how? Her. How and can you possibly you... do that? You look at her, and all I can see is Mr. Arashikage. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> now there's even a picture of her with phone. fucking Keanu Reeves right on Google. You you can't help but make the association. She was his daughter. She was his daughter in the in the third villain template. Uh, I didn't even know that. Anyway, um, there yeah. are some, like I said, there are some good pieces here to to kind of give you the hope that this could be good. Um, I hope it's better than Mortal Kombat Two. That's my hope. That all right? You're setting the bar very low. It can't yeah, help but about be better than that. It can't be worse than that, JD. It can't yeah. Be oh it. yeah. No, oh, nothing yeah? in this world can be. I've not seen one movie. Since then, of that of that elk, that is worse than that. Before or after? Before filmed that before, movie? Filmed before or after that movie? Oh, filmed after that movie. Oh, okay. Oh, man. That That's oh, a good oh. challenge. Now I have to find one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Now, well, now you're going to make me look, but I mean, you may be right. Annihilation is pretty awful. It's really bad. And what's crazy is you look at the first one and you go, that's serviceable to like really good. Like some people are between that realm of it, it was okay. So you I know what? To, that like, movie was exactly what it needed to be at the time. It was, it was 1994, 1995, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It did what it needed to do. Yep. Annihilation was. By the way, can we mas- really, it was Basura B. Can we oh, really quickly, did you guys hear the, the Mortal Kombat theme for this new movie that comes out later this month? No. Was it this weekend or next weekend that it comes out? It's next, next weekend. weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Okay. They modernized it. And the problem I have with that is usually, because I won't say always, usually I'm not a fan of you taking a classic and changing it at all for any for any reason. But when <laughs> I <I'm laughs> <listening to laughs> it, it's, it's, it has the aspects of that. It, it's in there. Yeah. yeah. It's in there, but it's not that. And I'm like, why? Who sat in that room and said, you know, we need to change the theme song. Why? Why touch it? Just leave it alone. So I'm listening to it. And I'm just like, no, I know there's going to be, be a point in that movie where it's a really good fight scene and this comes on and it's going to take me out of that scene completely. Well, <laughs> if I may, if I may. Absolutely. The best, the best uh, fight soundtrack, not, the best fight song mm-hmm. on that whole soundtrack was not the whole Mortal Kombat theme song. It was Tracy Lord's Control, which played during the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight. That was my favorite one. That was so good. First movie, first movie. First movie. Yep. I mean, that was really, that was one of the dopest ones. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, let, let, we're on G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. Um, two good things about the G.I. Joe Retaliation movie. Mm-hmm. Two awesome standouts. Okay. All right. Sorry, Rock. No, hmm. you weren't one of them. I agree. One was the Mountain Ninja fight scene. Yes. And two was the remix of the White Stripes Seven Nation Army for that flick. 
dude, it had a techno beat mm. and it was up tempo mm. and you cannot mm. buy that track anywhere. Yep. And I'm sorry, if you try to rip it off the internet, right? You got a low audio quality exactly. because I have looked for it. Dude, mm. that shit hits better than oh. any other I got news for you. I, I didn't hate retaliation nearly like as much as I've hated many, many, many other movies. Okay. I, I can sit through retaliation even to this day. And I would go no, also on a limb to say, what's that, Juwan? No, go ahead, go, go ahead. I, I would go also to say, once again, I I will always tout Riz's role as the blind master. In yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. the fact that Rizza is a genuine oh martial God. artist God taught you. by... God damn you, Juwan. I gotta go <laughs> find my piece right now. You fucking bet. <laughs> Rizza was taught by a genuine Shaolin monk. Yes, like, sir. That, yes, that's sir. fucking amazing to me. Yes, the guy sir. was excommunicated from his temple in Tibet. Like, cause he was teaching round eyes. Like, just get out. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Yep, yep, like, yep. All right, I'm gonna come come to America. Yep. And he was on Stanley's Superhumans for having a punch, a punch equivalent to a 30 mile an hour car crash. Like, the guys they actually, did you did you see the animated GI Joe movie? They put that in there. Did they? Yeah, that's fantastic. Ooh. It was the one move that uh, the master refused to teach Storm Shadow. Okay. And Shadow felt as though he taught Snake Eyes. I did. I, I remember that. Yes. But never knew. So Storm Shadow went through the idea of the master died. No one ever learned to move. So mm -hmm. when it looks like Storm uh, Snake Eyes is down, and he and did out, it to him at the end. Does it? And then Storm Shadow's like, "Holy shit, he taught you!" Snake Eyes is like, "You got." I didn't know that. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's such a Kill Bill moment. Pai yep, May yeah. taught you the five point oh, palm exploding heart yes. technique. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But I would also say, like, Ray Stevenson as Firefly was pretty fucking cool. I, I liked Can him. Can I say this, Pete? That whole sequence Ray Stevenson, of, of uh, Storm Shadow. Yeah, it was Ray Stevenson. Yeah, man. That that was, uh, what's his name? The dude from Thor. Uh, Black. Uh, Volstagg. Oh, Punisher Warzone. Yeah, Punisher War. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, that I was him. I remember that. And well, I will say um, that whole scene uh, was beautiful. Where they thought they had snake eyes, remove everything, and it's storm shadow, mm -hmm. and then he has a sword that that combines. I was yeah. just like, oh, I love everything. See, I, now, now I gotta watch retaliation because I don't you really do. Yeah. And here, here's a here's a little extra tidbit for you. This is this is almost kind of scary, but it really makes you glad you live in America because shit. Uh, I think they called it Project Zeus in the movie they did. with the tungsten rods. Yep. Okay. How many years later? 10, 15, whatever. They featured this thing in Business Insider. This is not oh, a conspiracy shit. theory magazine. This is this is Business Insider. This is like second only to Forbes magazine. Holy talking shit. about Project Thor. Long story short, this motherfucker is real. This is real and we've got it. We they say like oh we, we never really built it and it it never left the yeah, planning yeah, bullshit. stages yeah. bullshit bullshit but because it's why it's go ahead I'm sorry I was just gonna say like we we had stealth we found out about stealth bombers in the 80s when they made fruit snacks of the little bastards they've had them <laughs> since the 50s so you're gonna tell me that the government ain't got that thing running around up there dropping tungsten rods on things like go back go back to GI Joe that ghost X57 uh plane yeah i never had it but it was beautiful it was yeah. amazing. 
And do, do you I, know they still run into uh, copyright issues with that? Do you know why? Really? Why? The pilot. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. The pilot's name was Ghost Rider. I will say to your original point, JD, I would recommend rewatching it because there were a few more good scenes to come out of that movie. Okay. See, I don't remember Ray Stevenson as... I don't remember Firefly. So bringing up Firefly, mm-hmm. God damn it, you do need the faceless one. You're part of this whole mythology, man. Yeah. You know, Firefly... Listen, you're, you, you always need... You always end up having less villains in a toy line than you do heroes. Right. But from a, from a narrative perspective, you need more villains in than you do heroes right. because of the David and Goliath story. Mm-hmm. Right? You taught me about that, JD, when, when I was saying I didn't like that um, Michael Bay was giving us like a million Decepticons per Transformers movie <laughs> and like the same rotating eight. Of, of but you needed that, bro. but that's you the way it was that. in the original cartoon series too. You had like the same dudes in, in right. the, uh, you know, it was Hound and Mirage right. and uh, they went like but, the first two episodes. They went through the whole gamut of. But the Decepticons had the space bridge, so they were always able to replenish right. their ranks. And right. Stuff like that. But I mean, you know? I will say to the original point, Peter, you saying retaliation wasn't that bad. I will always defend the first one because the first one had a lot in there. The guy that played uh, Destro. Mm-hmm. Was, I um, yes. I thought he was brilliant in Christopher there. Eccleston. Yes, yes, I thought he was brilliant in there. And I did love the end scene where the nanites kind of like stuck to him mm-hmm. and he turned into Destro. It could have looked a little cleaner. We'll never argue that. Uh, but I thought he did an amazing job. I thought the Baroness did a really good job. It was. Its I didn't like her character. story, but I did not mind Sienna Miller as the Baroness. Exactly, okay. I'm with you on that. It was its main cast that threw me off. Outside of Scarlet and um, what's his name uh, that was uh, Darth Maul, who was uh, Snake Eyes. Ray Park. Know. Ray Park. Yeah. Ray Park. Thank you. Outside right. of who those, killed his career recently? Yes, hundred yes. uh, percent. With a sex tape, I think. No, he had posted on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Essentially, yes, yes, yes. Um, but aside from Scarlet and Snake Eyes, I didn't like anybody else in that Heroes cast. Everybody else to me was just kind of like... Nah. You didn't like I, Heavy I Duty? Didn't... You didn't like Dial Tone? You didn't like Ripcord? Wait, where the fuck was Dial Tone? Dial Tone was the, uh, the Middle Eastern uh, uh, guy. What's his name? Oh, okay. And I, will I, say, I don't I did, I registered that. I will say the one thing I loved about that first... You didn't like Cover Girl? Hell no. She got killed, yo. Like, what the hell? The one thing I loved about that first movie was when the president moved to the bunker, right? And then you see the end of the president. He's whistling the way that Zartan did yeah. to let you know. I was just like, oh, that's crazy. What? Like, I thought yeah. that was... <laughs> Sorry. Like, bless you. Bless you. I thought that was really well done. So it had aspects of this movie that I was just right. like, whoa. See, if you saw that as being well done, I saw that as a ripple. Of the of the movie we talked about in the horror things the other day with Denzel Washington falling, where he oh, kept yeah, whistling. But see, like there are there that are aspects true. of both movies that make them both acceptable, and like I, yeah. you know, there was a lot of vehicles running around in GI Joe One or Rise of Cobra, yeah. and I wish they would have associated more of those vehicles with the ones that we knew. You know, like they have this whole undersea base. Have some water moccasins running around. Have some even like later hammerheads running around. The only thing you no, basically gave us was have... the Night Raven. 
Bro, the devil fish. The yeah, one sea thank you. Uh, uh, G.I. Joe boats. You know, Juwan, I'm sorry. You know, we're complaining because we're passionate about it. I'm you know, they, they, they spent they spent our entire lives building up a mythology that we bought into, right? And we're okay if they're changing things up. All right. Um, but it, associate that with innovation at the same time, right? right? Give me something that expands the mythology. Like I like the IDW comics. A lot of people didn't like the IDW comics. I liked it because we had the Kamakura thing. I liked it because they gave us a love triangle between Baroness, Lady J, and Flint, not just the Destro stuff, right? right? Um, you know, little things like that were, were expanded upon. Not that all of those things can translate over. I get it. But when you give me the first G.I. Joe, and instead of giving me the Vipers, you give me the Neo Vipers, who look like a shit toy and look like even shittier on the fucking screen, man. I mean, wh what were these guys? The villains in the fucking uh, uh, Mario Super Mario movie with John Leguizamo? <laughs> and, 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 and JD, let me say this, because Pete, I know how much you love the character. They really made Hawk useless, um, essentially, in that first uh, in Rise yeah. of Cobra. I honestly thought they killed him off within like the first 30 minutes of that movie. Once I, I saw it, and no disrespect, I, yeah, no disrespect to Dennis I Quaid. He was a good Hawk. It was Once just I perfect. realized that he's the, the actor playing Hawk, I'm like, he's going to have no action scenes whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. At the head of Hawk. Yeah. No, I, I'm completely with you. And I want to elaborate on what you're saying because I hear this a lot and it's frustrating. Complaining is not the same as passion. And I gave this example before. Okay. It's like, you know, you study up on all this stuff. You read the comics. You become invested. You watch the cartoons. It's not a lot for me to want to see what I've grew up on on the big screen. And yes, little small things you don't like. Like if they made a um, a kid Robin, it would be complaining if I'm like, there was no yellow on his cape. Like that's complaining. Like, why does that matter? Right, but the fact that I want my Robin alive as opposed to dead uh, in that universe is not a complaint. That's passion. I'd like to see a Robin. And you know, so like to they, me, it, it, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. They they spent how much time and money on that ridiculous ass bio suit fight scene in G, in the first GI Joe movie with yeah. Duke? Yeah, God Almighty, that yeah. that budget. Could have gone into <laughs> having, even if you didn't want to yeah. have like a yeah. uh, uh, an actual the uh, tank, like a mauler or the flag. You could have made the flag. Everybody would have lost their shit over a flag. But if you want to have something marketable, have some sky strikers. Is that mutt? That's mutt. One of my favorite characters. That's a great figure. I love fucking mud dude here's here's how you fucking make dennis quaid uh, an, an equitable asset to that team you take that whole budget for those nonsensical fucking bio suits and you put him in one of the greatest figures ever to come out of the 90s which was the 1991-92 general hawk with the jet pack and the yes. helmet Yes, dude. How did you? How yes. much did you lose your shit when you saw I that in that. Toys R Us? 
That, that was, was a, a great dope figure. figure. That was one of the best things about the DIC series was when they actually put him in that costume. Joan, you know, do you know the one we're talking about? Loosely, loosely. All right, so all right, so that buff, that body style, was used many times over. It was successful with Hawk, right? It had green and brown colors. He had the jetpack. He had a gun. He had a removable helmet. He had his head. Like one of the worst problems with Deep Six when he was originally released is that. He had two points of articulation. You couldn't take the bubble off. With him, you could. So now you had that body redone with Roadblock when they went into space, with Sci-Fi when they went into space, right? So you got good use out of it. That meant that it was popular. Um, going off of what Pete said, that was your foundation to build off of with the Deke shows, and you didn't go there. You didn't. Um, I, and, and, and then it's just, I'm sorry. You brought up the Nanites with Destro. Nobody has ever done a proper fucking Destro, okay? Nice. Destro is one of my favorite villains of all time because he's motivated by one thing. Money. money. Fuck you, pay me, is his goddamn mom. Yep. All right? Fucking Destro. And his badass voice was so fucking deep. I don't give a shit. He was black. He was not Irish. I was going to say, who voiced okay. Destro? Scottish, by the way. Scottish. It's Scottish. Excuse me. Yes. 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 Um, I don't know his name, but I know he celebrated his birthday recently. Um, I will say, speaking of Destro doing all about the money, that's why I want that figure. I want that figure where he comes with the burning money. Yeah. 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 I want that. Big bad toy store. Oh, so excuse me, going back to IDW for a second, right? Mm -hmm. Expanded on mythology. So this was the Destro that we all knew and loved, right? Yet his son, the upstart, came into the series and he was wearing the old costume. So I love how they expanded on the mythology. You know, it was almost like you know, uh, Nightwing becoming Batman. Right. For me. And, and, no, and like I said, I'm, I'm with you. I didn't think, like I said, I, I get it if someone's like, that wasn't the best Destro they could have done. I agree. Yeah. But do I think his performance was bad? Not at all. Not no, at all. Okay. Um, okay. But if someone told me they could do way better uh, for a Destro. I believe it. No, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. Um, but I also would knock him for taking what I assume was a really shitty script. And make <laughs> the best of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay. I, I give him that. And like I said, that's the one knock I always hear is that when he turns into Destro, that thing looks horrible. And I'm like, I never argue that. It does. It does. Who was the actor that did Storm Shadow? Because I felt he carried a very good presence over both flicks. A huge oh, in the movie? Yeah. Yes. I don't all, all the only other thing I remember seeing him in was the Magnificent Seven remake with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hall. Lee Byung Hun. Okay. And I hope I'm not butchering two. that gentleman's name. He was in Red 2. He was in Red yes. 2. That's right. Yep. He beat the shit out of Bruce Willis. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the voice actor for Destro in the original series was Arthur Burghardt. And yes, he was a black man. Uh, he's an older gentleman, actually. He's uh, born in like 1947. So he's, uh, he's up there. Look at that. He was but also the voice of Devastator. Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I know on the Joe board, they, they were celebrating his uh, 
his birthday recently. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, he was also Iceberg and Stalker. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. So, um, JD, you did speak about the other figures that we uh, that we got announced at, uh, mm-hmm. at Hasbro Pulse uh, Fan Fest. You enjoyed yeah. some of the Marvel and the Star Wars figures. I did. So, um, I'm, I'm always particular to the Emperor's Royal Guard mm-hmm. and, you know, the vintage line coming out and with the red cloth cape. I'm a sucker for cloth capes. Right. Look at look at uh, look at mm-hmm. this year with Destro. Right. So they sold me on that. Um, I'm not a Power Ranger fan, but God damn, that lightning collection from Hasbro it's is on the money, man. It is because I like the fine. weapon effects. I really do. You know, with with the old Marvel Legends, you get the blast, you know, you get the Doctor Strange magic spell, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But here you got, you know, the energy effects that slide on the sword or come off the end of the gun. I, I, I could dig that. Um, and then, you know, I've showed a few times the retro style of the Marvel Legends, right? The mini three and three quarter inch. And everybody knows that 118 scale, that's my jam, right? As long as it fits into 118, uh, you, got my, you got my money. Yep. Um, so they are releasing in the next wave, Invisible Woman, Grey Hulk, The Vision, Bullseye, who comes with weapons, and Ant-Man. Um, you know what? Dude, you got my money. And they're, they're only 10 bucks. Yeah. Okay. When you six-inch figures, you know, they're, they're pricey now. That's mm-hmm. 21 bucks, 22 plus tax. If you go, not even to the secondary market, if you go to the collectible stores, you're paying anywhere between 35 and 40 bucks for the figure. And then you go, you know, you're looking online and you're paying maybe more, you know, 50 to 100, depending on how early it is on, on that figure's release. So I'm away from that. But if I could say something aside from the Hasbro Pulse Day, mm-hmm. um, a line that I never wanted to collect at all was the WWE mashups with Masters of the Universe. Two lines I was never really that much into. I had them, you know, they came as gifts, but they were not stuff that I came, I, I went to the store looking for. I was always looking for Joe's, right. right? So if I got He-Man or if I got, um, you know, the old wrestling figures, they were all given to me as gifts. But the new line of WWE figures is on the money. Those mashups where it's Sergeant Slaughter dressed up as man-at-arms, mm-hmm. it's Brett the Hitman Hart coming out as Triclops. And if anybody knows uh, He-Man and Triclops, all of the different sunglasses. That's different, dope. Different sunglasses for the Hitman. That is amazing. Yep. I am a Junkyard Dog fan because the JYD initials are in my name, J, the Y, and the D. So the Junkyard Dog was always one of my favorites growing up. Um, to see him as Spike or a little known He-Man character, but mm-hmm. he had the chest plate with the spikes on it, and and he has that. Um, and Andre the Giant as a legitimate He-Man giant. Oh my god! I, I didn't see I, that one. Oh my god! Oh dude. the giant. Okay, I was about to say I would have expected at, Hulk Hogan. Oh, bro, look it up. 
I'm I looking am, at that shit up right now. I'm not Maybe. into the He-Man mashup. Like, the Savage World DC stuff, I didn't go into. But J- Junkyard Dog and Hitman as, as Triclops, I am into that line now. They did a, um, they did a mashup with uh, WWE and Ghostbusters a year or two ago. Also, really? Yeah. Yep. See, I remember the demon, the, the zombie figures that they had for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did the Ghostbusters. It was John Cena, Stone Cold, The Rock. Uh, I mean, going back to the, uh, you know, we, we just talked about this this past week, and I, I didn't really get too far into it, but I did have to pick up the uh, Jason Voorhees and yeah. Freddy yeah. Krueger nice. nice. uh, He-Man horror figures. I thought those nice. were pretty dope. Yeah. Jay, you're going to have to send me that... Uh, that I'm gonna giant figure. I can't seem to find it right away, and I don't want to. I don't okay. want to be too distracted uh, looking up shit on Google. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm Look. on point. I'm um, on point, guys. We're team. Will, but I yo, like, just going off the Hasbro Pulse stuff, the Thor Legends figure with the glowing Mjolnir yeah. and Stormbreaker, yeah. quote unquote Fat Thor. Yeah. Yo, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. See, Fat Thor's my man. That's my. That's my spirit animal. Over, can I baby. can I say this, JD? Yes, sir. I've I've said this for forever, and everyone always disagrees with me because they always go Stark and Cap. Thor to me had the best um the best arc out of the main okay. Avengers core, and I okay. say that because think of Stark, he lost his mom and his dad. That was it. Think of Cap, he lost Peggy, he lost Bucky, but then got Bucky back. So essentially, and then, then he, he got Peggy back. Then he, he got, got Peggy back. So essentially, mm-hmm. he never really lost anything. Thor has lost everything. Mom, yes. dad, home, hammer. His brother. His, his best brother. friend. The love of his life. <laughs> his best friend, yes. Uh, well, he's going to find out his brother's still alive. But Well, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, Thor, a, it's his shithead brother without right. any redemption arc. Time out, Pete. Time out. Right. Ready? His goddamn eye. His Fucking eye. lost his eye. <laughs> so to me, it's like Thor literally lost everything. And at the end of the day, he is the only one who had never gotten a chance to get back. Like, think about it. Before Stark died, in those five years, he went and had a kid. He had the life that uh, him and, and um, Pepper always wanted. Cap yes. ended up having that life with Peggy. Where did Thor go? Got to go back to work. Got to go out there and find something else to do because I can't be the, the the king of Asgard anymore. I can't do that. That's he gave up. He gave it to, um, he gave it to, to Valkyrie. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, yes. he had the best arc, and superhero movies don't ever make me cry, right? I, I think the Miles Morales moment where he jumped off the building got me, and okay. uh, Peter saying, um, I don't feel so well, Mr. Stark, that got me. The okay. only thing that really made me cry was when Thor was talking to his mom, and all he wanted to do oh. was prepare her, and she said, don't worry, it doesn't matter. You can't tell me, it doesn't matter, just know that I love you. And it was her speech that gave him the confidence enough to be oh, worthy dude, to get me on there. Fucking me up. You know? <laughs> because, no, JD, I'm sorry. I'm only saying this because everyone oh. always says he didn't have the best art. And I'm like, no, he has not a more stuff. beautiful moment than that moment right there talking to his mom. Okay. Uh, Pete, Pete you, you, you know, but you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who, you know, my father passed away. And I was young. My father passed away two weeks before my seventh birthday. Right. Um, so my mom was everything. Right. Uh, she's the one that let me read comic books because I was at least reading something. She was the one that when uh, 
You know, all she had was three bucks in her pocket. And I did good on a test in school. She spent the money on a, on a $3 GI Joe, right? To, to reward me. So talking about Thor and, and that moment with his mom, that you're reminding me of a moment and I'm, you know, I'm half a bottle of Jack in. <laughs> <laughs> so you're touching me in the fields, kid. You touch, he, he does. And, and thank you for reminding me of how strong Thor's arc is in that series. Um, not just the Avengers in, in his entire span of the MCU. Awesome. Yeah. So I, and I am looking forward to Thor 4. I know people don't like Love and Thunder, but I am and whatever spinoff he has in the uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy flick. Yep. I just, when we talked about the figure of Thor, which by the way, looked beautiful. Cannot wait. To beautiful. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, Hell yeah. It just, it just reminded me of the, the stands I've always had and I always will have of just how truly special. And, and I think the biggest, the biggest uh, credit I want to give Chris Hemsworth is after that first Thor, I, I wrote him off. I said, this is fucking horrible. If not for Loki, I, I could never sit through that first Thor again. Really? I, I like the first Thor. The second I, I, one was no, better. I don't think the first yeah. Thor movie was bad. I just really think without Loki, it's not nearly as good as some people think it is. Well, I mean, ha- half the movie is the villain, of course. Right, right. right. But I, right. I don't mean necessarily that. I mean the idea of how well Tom Hiddleston acted as Loki. If his if his performance was subpar, we look he at He did that. so well, he got his own damn series. There you right. go. Right. So, I was so more surprised that the big ticket actors and actresses mm-hmm. were the supporting characters. Yep. Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on this? Rene Russo. Name? No, well, I, listen, Rene Russo has been in my top five. It's <laughs> been either Rene Russo and it hurt me to see her as Superman's mom in the Justice League movies. Oh, I forgot about that. Which movies? You guys are always talking about the Zack Snyder stuff and the Justice League movies. She she was Superman's mom in Man of Steel. No, that wasn't her. That was that was someone. No, that wasn't Rene Russo. No, 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 no. That was. Wait, wait you talk about Kara? She she was. Uh, well, yeah. Zorel's wife. Zorel's wife. No, 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 no. Clark's actual farm mom. Yeah. That was yeah, Diane Lane. Yeah. yeah. Diane Lane. I'm sorry. Bon Jovi's ex-girlfriend. Right. I, I, no okay, shit. That's I didn't you know confused that. me because I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, ever since The Outsiders, when she showed up as a teeny bobber, I've been a uh, Diane Lane. Diane Lane is Renee ridiculous. Russo. She's timeless, that woman. Yeah, but I'm they made her look so old and ugly I, in that. I watch I watch I watch that uh I watch Man her out of the house. I watch you Man see what happens when you have a bottle of Jack <laughs> on a anyway, anyway, hold on. To loop us back around. To loop us back around. Um, no, some of those Marvel figures do look really good. They got the Ironheart figure <laughs> that I uh, that I am liking. That's right. We're figure. talking about toys. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't even know how we got there. I'm sorry. Not, I got to apologize to everyone because I need to stop doing podcasts. Because I drink too much on podcasts. <laughs> I don't even. I wait, 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 wait. I built my entire reputation on that very thing. Dude, <laughs> it's like dude. that's who I am. That's my essence. Yeah. Um, no, I but do I like will five say, podcasts a week. 
I'm drinking more than that. <laughs> nobody, nobody can handle this shit anymore. Dude, uh, I got a double fist water tonight. So oh, man. Oh, my um, God. No. Yes, I, I apologize. The um, the <laughs> Iron Man line, the Armor Wars line looks nice. Um, I like how Ursa Major is the builder figure in that set. Uh, they gave us the, the, the Guardsman, who is a great, great, great troop builder. Troop builder, excuse me, if you want to go that route, if you can afford it. Because, like, troop building is so expensive nowadays. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but he was, you know, not that he was a shield agent, but he was the uh, the corrections uh, enforcement in the vault for the super criminals. So having that is, is awesome. Um, I think they sold out with the holographic uh, version of, of Tony. That would have been a nice offshoot or nice variant later on to have it a main part of the line that you got to get it. Eh, I really like so the much. doctor, the God Doom figure. In white, yes. Yeah. With, yes. Uh, is that Thanos's skull, I believe? Yes, dude. Oh, yeah. That's dope. One thing, dude. one thing I really wanted to talk about before we go any further with Marvel. God doom, baby. I want us to talk yeah. about the thing we were a little divided on. It was definitely oh. two against one. Um, and that is Silent J. Um and, and oh. uh, Solid Jane, Solid Bob. Right, the reveal yeah. of the Optimus Prime that, for yeah. some strange reason, is seven hundred goddamn dollars. Yeah. But I will say, first thing I thought of, I almost called the two of you on on, on video call because the first thing I thought of was, where was this fifteen years ago when I'm oh. sitting there saying I will never transform this shit because I can never get it back. Now these little kids can just say transform and the shit transform. Who is gonna buy that shit for their little fucking kids? Nobody you, buying that shit for their little kids. They they, they buy that shit for themselves. I'm telling you right now, there is some kid this Christmas that will have that under their tree, and they will love that thing. And he's gonna it. get that shit stolen from him, right? By one of the other kids in the fucking his English. classmates yeah. robbing that shit. <laughs> No, it will be me reenacting a Grinch who stole Christmas <laughs> to go steal you know, that. You know, all right. So you know how sometimes <laughs> I'm sorry, I was guilty of guilty of this. Uh, uh, you have a friend over, and no, 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 you can't touch my new toy because that's my new toy. You can play with last month's or last year's <laughs> new toy, right? Sure. But not this new, new, new toy, right? Yeah. They're gonna be doing the same thing with the fucking transforming Optimus. But they're gonna tell their friends, "Oh no, you can't speak to it. No, 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 no. Dude, you can't talk to it. I'm the only one that can talk to that optimist." You damn right. You damn right. right? You're 100 percent correct. And I but if I'm gonna spend that uh... much money on that optimist, Pete, what's that big one that you were talking about? The V1 or the V4 version? Uh, M1. The, that, the M1. Uh, that's actually pro M MP1. I'm sorry. That's okay. definitely on the same height scale as MP1. So the height okay. of it in, in and of itself is impressive. Right. No, this I, one, you can't fit GI Joes in this one. You can you still can't fit GI Joes now. Then which is the one that you he can doesn't fit open GI up? Joes in? There's a GI Joe. You could, there's a that's MP one. Yeah, I, I think MP one might be like a couple of inches bigger than than that one. But so at, I'll spend at nineteen the bucks on inches, that. nineteen inches ain't half bad. And okay. yes, there there are actually bigger. Uh, I think it's MP1. It might not be. It might be one of the larger scale ones. I might be wrong. 
there are bigger ones than the MP1. I and do have to dope. say, I do have to say one thing that really pissed me off was in the the Michael Bay Transformers movies, right? Mm-hmm. When the, when those toys came out, right? No humans, just the Transformers, right? Let's right. tell you what pissed me off. The way you could have sold people on the humans is if you made these, not massive, but these larger Transformers that you could still transform, but when they're in car mode, you could put like a 3.75 figure inside okay. of it. You get a little less figure. The, them. Yeah, but the you're masterpiece, this, guys. you giving me this? That does nothing. That does nothing. So you could have sold me on humans being needed in that if I could fit them in the car. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Move them I'm to transform you. them. Shit, I'm still trying to find out which Autobot is the one that I sent you in the group chat that fits the 118th scale figures in it? The Masterpiece have a little little figure that goes inside them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no thank you. That's the that. 120. That's Spiker's dad. <laughs> that's, um, no, that, that's, that's Sparkplug. Spike oh, oh, wasn't until the, the okay. Hot Rod figure. And you know, I, I love. They never made the wheelchair kid. You notice that? Yes, right? they Holy did. Shit, I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> it comes with Sunstreaker. Holy shit, they made the wheelchair kid. They made the wheelchair. I don't remember. I don't remember. Wheels. Wheelie. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that's that. What they, that's what they called. That's what Logan called Professor X. What's your name? Wheels? Wheels? Yeah, that was a great line. No, but, that was uh, a line that would never be accepted today. What are, okay, all right. We're talking about Transformers. Hasbro mm-hmm. Pulse. Uh, Blur was released. And they changed the mythology of Blur. I don't know if you remember hearing it. They said Blur is now the the he was the dedicated seeker. So Blur's job was to find the the Starscream uh, uh, family of vehicles. Uh huh. Did you remember hearing something like that? No, not at all. Yeah. No. So right before the Kevin Smith reveal of Optimus, they were talking about Blur and they were showing the packaging on Blur, and they said in this new version. Of Blur, he was the, I, I don't want to call, I don't want to say bounty hunter, but it was his job to find the Seekers. So he was a Seeker Seeker. <laughs> he was a Seeker Seeker. Yeah, Seeker Seeker. Look at that. My Look problem at- with the the new Optimus Prime is, one, I'm not happy with the voice chip. Like, the voice chip in MP44 okay. for the $400, and I still say for... The price tag, the the TE01 that I showed off during the Transformers episode that we did mm. for Figure It Out is a way better uh, figure for the hundred bucks rather than have that big stupid backpack that just has the voice chip in it. You know that's yeah. ridiculous to me. And you can't like I, as far as I know, you can't set it to uh, well. Now yeah, you probably can set it to English or Japanese, so I'm I'm, I'm mistaken there. But regardless. You got a big stupid backpack that just like sits there. This one, it sounds like remember the '90s GI Joes when they used to talk, like used to hit the button on this big dumbass yes, backpack, sir. or they yes, did sir. it on the uh, the Marvel figures, the very first Hasbro figures, and it was like I still remember Wolverines. Like I got claws, I can use them. That's the dumbest. Why, why didn't he say "Let's go, bub"? What the fuck? I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. So when um. The, uh, the Star Wars Phantom Menace figures came out. Yeah. Their, the, their stands were chips that you had to buy yes. uh, the display for, and you put the chip over the display, and they spoke. Or Jax had it 
awesome. When Jack Specific was doing the WWE figures, they had all the ring setups and they had the microchip in the foot of each figure. So you pass them over whatever display uh, of the arena, the Titan Tron, and their entrance music would play. That's cool. That was a great, that was a great piece. You know, it's not in the figure itself, it's in the accessory that you gotta buy. That's so cool. if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. You want to, if if Takara wants to impress me, fuck Optimus. Put that shit in Soundwave. Make uh, Soundwave transform. Give me Soundwave's voice. Let Soundwave play music. And let Soundwave eject the fucking cassettes on his own. Make it a real tape deck. Make him a real tape deck. Give me retro play. That. The whole... Yeah. I got 100%. so many tapes of like shit, you know, from radio, uh, yeah. DJ, you know, DJ performances and stuff. Like you can't find that no more. Like that, that, that's not on any kind of downloadable MP3 file that you can stream or whatever. Give me a sound <laughs> with whatever. <laughs> it's like whatever those things are called, you know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, do, I don't even know no more. Duan, like, I think you need to drink with us during these shows. So if it's going off the rails, you're right. Absolutely not. But my biggest problem is Optimus Prime walks like a gimp. Yo, he's like, yeah. I am with you. Like, on come on. And and I don't like how they thought the the big thing about it was how I could go like this. <laughs> and like, like they're like, oh, it's an action pose. That's not an action. What is that? I have no interest in that. That's that I, you know what? I will say this about it. It is a precursor of things to come. Yes. So from this point on, it think that system will get better. So I, I am looking and hopefully cheaper. To, hopefully cheaper. Yes. Seven hundred dollars. You know, yeah. You know, you know what it'll take? Us telling everyone not to buy it, <laughs> so that they know. Yeah. Oh, it's not because it's a bad product. It's because no one. In a, a economy stricken time, wants to spend eight hundred dollars on the damn Optimus Prime. Thank you. Like, and here's the, the Mrs. creepiest thing: they said it yeah. not even around a holiday season. It's like <laughs> it's just here at random, like Mar. It's it's fucking April. Spend seven hundred dollars on a goddamn transformer. You know, we're coming to a point where okay, we're getting the stuff that we want, but things are getting to a price point. Where it's out of reach. You got to start picking and choosing. Right. You look at the Masters of the Universe. If you went to Castle Grayskull or Snake Mountain, that's five to six hundred bucks. Right Snake there, Mountain right? was like six hundred dollars. Look at that. And it's gigantic, mind you, but it's six hundred dollars. Really? Cool. And it still doesn't. It doesn't close all the way, Juwan. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, if you remember the old Snake Mountain, they folded um, into like a folded, little suitcase you could carry your yes. shit with you. I do know. So, that. so the wolf head that was on top was a microphone, right? And it was a working microphone back then. Right. This is not even a working <laughs> microphone, and it won't close, right? Yeah, yeah. But it won't close with the wolf's head in there. You got to take the wolf's head out and slide him inside. I wanted to ask you guys about this. We may have talked this, so if we did, stop me, please. But speaking of He-Man, I said this before, because I said I don't know how a He-Man live action would work, because you can't have someone skinny turn into someone super muscular. Of course you could. I mean, you could, but I think the best way to do He-Man is that he's always just He-Man. No. 
But they no. they addressed that in the comics, as a matter of fact. Like that mm-hmm. was that was a big storyline in the in the DC comics. Was like He Man kind of forgot how to be Adam. In, in yeah, because to me, oh. to me, the only reason why that to me is more appealing is one Shazam kind of made me feel the idea of not really liking the small boy to a giant man concept. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah, like that I, concept. Like, and I'm not saying I don't like Shazam or the Shazam movie. I have no problems with either. It's just in live action, you spend so much time with him as the little guy that you save him transforming <clears throat> for big moments. Right. I'd rather the big moments more than the smaller moments. Well, um, in regards to the animation of He-Man, I, as a kid, like He-Man was my favorite cartoon and He-Man is still my favorite character. Even though I don't dive into the toys like I do some of the others like G.I. Joe or Transformers because I, I, I'm i just, you know, the, the new toys that they make, I'm just like, eh, whatever. You know, I, I think they the could have done- The reboot stuff or the, the, the Maddie both, Toy Collector stuff? Both the classics and the reboot stuff. I think I, I think they could have done better with it. You know, yeah, like uh, have it be literally more posable, so I can get that official yeah. by the power of Grayskull pose instead of just like he's like kind of here okay. with it. You know, uh, I never knew that Adam was designed to be much much younger, like the way he was in the two thousand X series. Great series, great fantastic, and I never gave it the opportunity then. But I, I, I'll touch on that in a minute. Like, I, he just looked like a color swap of He-Man, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was Prince, he was basically Prince Adam with a tan later on. And I'm like, how don't nobody but figure this out? Like, he just takes his shirt off and he's tan. Like, all of a sudden he goes from a white dude to a Puerto Rican. Nobody can figure <laughs> it out. But, and it wasn't until 2000X that I'll I, take that. <laughs> come on you know they, they they ain't but there's no white dude that's getting that tan an italian is getting that tan so that's about the it that's about it but it no italian piece. dude has that you know stringy uh straight orange hair every now and then you guys get that and yeah. you know that may be the odd man out but there, there's no italian running around with that kind Not of hair <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I, I didn't realize that Adam was supposed to look so drastically different until then. And, you know, it, it took me a little bit to get into the 2000X series. But the fact that that, oh. that dove so far into the mythology and the origins, I was like, yo, this is, King this is a truly dope storyline. on the Snake Men. Storyline oh, is amazing. Geez. And we're so, we're so worse off for not getting a final season of that. That, yeah. that should have happened. I'll even compare it to I'm a huge and that's why I'm like I really hope JJ Abrams does does the justice. I'm a huge Etrigan fan. Like huge. Okay. Okay. Him. Now there's an nice. unsung I DC like character. Um I literally I like swear by him. He's my fa- he's one of my favorite characters after Batman. But the rhyming is so difficult. It is. It is. So that to me I got an appreciation for it. Good. To me, that's the most important thing they have to get right. That yeah. and then when he spits fire to turn it into a sword. If I don't get those two things, I don't want Etrigan. But the, the reason I bring up Etrigan is I I like the idea of Jason Blood having to say the riddle to turn into Etrigan. But at the same time, I just prefer just Etrigan. Like, I, I, I don't need Jason Blood. 
So to me, it's kind of how I feel about he. Right, gone, gone, fall of man, rise the demon, etrigan. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I exactly. love, I love the rhyming. I love that. Um, but it should have been played more like neither one wanted the other one to take that space. Um, we've we've had so many elements. You know, other elements was uh, Captain Marvel and Rick Jones, mm-hmm. where they needed to occupy the same space and time. But mm-hmm. even something as simple as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, or the Hulk and Bruce Banner, right? Yep. You have to have that polar opposites for the story to work. Neither one wants the other to take their seat in the light. For yep. not 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 to not to invoke the movie Split because I love the movie Split, right? Dude, but each personality was was vying for that time to shine in the spotlight. Yeah. So you keep that going with Etrigan more specifically. Um, you know, each one has the power to keep them out. But they need to trade their wants for doing what they have to do at the moment to bring the other over. And it stands to there's a psychology behind this. Like you know, if you're if you're a skinny little twerp of a dude, Prince Adam, Mm -hmm. why would you ever not be He Man? Right. Why would you ever go back to Prince Adam? Why not tell your parents, "Hey, I can defend the entire kingdom." I'm gonna just stay like this. Like, just That's get used to, like, mean. just get used to these chiseled ass pecs yeah, and these fucking even. thirteen and a half abs. Because, <laughs> because you can't control the secret. That's it, right? It's the playoff of the id, the ego, and the super ego. How you see yourself, how you want to see yourself, and how people actually see you. I, hang on, Jay. Like, I feel like I gotta lay down on a couch for this. Right, right, <laughs> right. This is this is this, yeah, is, this is the writer. This is the writer speaking <laughs> over here, right? This is. This is but to me, I had the perfect person for Etrigan. I wanted Tom Hardy to be it, mainly because ah, he's the one that can pull that. Off, uh, Jason Blood, and he can do the mocap for Etrigan. So, like, you don't have to go get someone else or just do all CGI. You could do the mocap for it, and he already grunts as it is. So it's like it's the perfect person. Plus, they're both British. There's not a lot Tom Hardy can't do, in my opinion. Like, he's just a great actor, honestly. Yep. Except for speak yeah. actual words. Whenever you hear Tom Hardy talk, it's just like, I get why you grunt. I <laughs> um, but no, so to me, to what you were saying, JD, it's just the idea of some things work in cartoons and um, yeah. animation. I, yes. I mean, in, in comics, because it's elongated. Yes. In movies, just keep them He-Man. <laughs> like, just, just, it's, it's like seeing a Superman movie. Well, like, I mean, then again, when I was a kid and I first saw He-Man in the theater, you know, the message of the universe. I, I, I remember asking my mom, like, why isn't he turning into Prince Adam? Right. Why aren't they on Eternia? Why are they on Earth? <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Why is that not? Who, where's Orko? And my mom's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I was being basically this, but then, like. <laughs> so, or, Orko was a filmation creation. So you had, yes. you had the, they didn't want to pay for the rights to use Orko in the because it was a different production company. Yeah, but Guildo uh-huh. sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I think Wildo they just couldn't sucked. figure out how to By make the way, little motherfucker float. By the way, Grayskull, I've said this for maybe forever now. Um, no, not Grayskull. I'm sorry, Skeletor. Skeletor. I've always wanted that to go to Andy Circus. Always. Okay. Thinking of the voice, and if you want to just do. Um, like have the voice be different than who actually is in the in the mocap of it. 
going Tony Todd or Tobin Bell. I need, like, I know, how, I know how Skeletor uh, in the cartoons had, like, that funny kind of humorous right. voice. Well, that's because that's how Oppenheimer played it. Yeah. Well, they also, I mean, Alan Oppenheimer did a lot of voice acting. And I think if you imagine the cartoon, you know, Skeletor with, let's say, Tony Todd's voice, kids are going to have nightmares. That's what I want. Skeletor is a frightening looking dude. That's what I want. Without a he man kind of voice. All I'm saying is, and you know it's crazy because I compare the same thing to Cobra Commander, how yeah. he sounded in the cartoons. Yeah. I don't want that to be how he sounds in the movie. Right. Right. Like that's something you want specifically for the cartoons. Um, so that's why it's like Andy Circus, Tony Todd, Tobin Bell, like guys like that that have that voice that can really kind of give you chills a little mm-hmm. bit. I love it for Skeletor. And, and to your point, uh, JD. His visual doesn't have to look as scary as the voices. You can find the compromise between the two. He's a uh, literal skeleton. He right, has to look yes. that way. Right. So, I mean, you can have him look a little scary. Also, if we're being honest here, do we need He-Man to be PG-13? I, I mean, uh, PG. I kind of prefer PG-13. So it's not Bro, you, they're selling toys. So, yeah, they need it to be PG. Use his damn sword. I tell you right now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is TV 14, and they're selling the shit out of those toys. Let me, okay, let me give you guys a very nice uh, gift of information. Okay. Go on YouTube and look up Spectre Creative. This was an executive who worked on the Maddie toy line He Man releases. And the DC, whatever, competition to Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. the DC stuff. And he gives you so much insight and backstory. This guy's putting up like two episodes a week. From everything to, from everything from before the original He-Man line to what he worked on to the, um, not Art Asylum, to the Four Horsemen stuff um, and everything in between. Great amount of information. Spectre Creative. Why why they did King Grayskull, why they did Battle Lion, uh, why the 2011 line died out, um, why there was a He-Man on Wonder Bread. Um, <laughs> and, and everything in between, you know, guys. You know that's like a five thousand dollar figure now. Dude. I wish I would have bought that when eBay first came out when it was like two hundred dollars. It's ridiculous. I did want to ask you guys this before before we get out of here. Trying to keep you guys too long. Was there one figure that uh, was announced during this that stood out to you um, outside of the ones we've already said? I- I'll go first. The Aurora Aurora Sid figure from Star Wars stood out to me. She's always been my favorite since um, the Clone Wars uh, series. Um, which, by the way, JD, I went back and watched that first Clone Wars series. It still holds. It still yeah. holds. Okay. It really does. Okay. Um, but Aurora was definitely one of my favorites. She was one of the bounty hunters that ran with Boba Fett when he was uh, when he was a kid. Um, really love her design. They did a really good job with how the speed works. But the biggest one that definitely stands out to me is the speeder, uh, the the clone trooper on the speeder that comes with. Uh, 
you're gonna yell at me here, JD, but relax. That comes with Grogu in the bag, but he's removable. So like he comes off the speeder, the bag is removable, and I think you can take Grogu out of the bag. Oh, so I I'm didn't like, see that. I yeah, didn't see that. I'm like, I, I like that, that a lot. So it comes with the speeder, the guy that you can remove from it, and then Grogu in the bag. Um, okay. And so yeah, that definitely stood out to me. So Hasbro Pulse did some good stuff for me today. It did some really okay. shitty stuff for me today. <laughs> um, okay. But overall, I did have a lot more things outside of G.I. Joe that I truly did enjoy. Um, but, J.D., I'll go to you next. What what else stood out to you? Um, the, the Ursa Major Builder figure. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a, Marvel, I'm a Marvel guy, right? And Ursa Major, um, funny enough, tied into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So one of the best times with Captain America, for me, reading him growing up, were the 300 issues. And after the 350s, where the whole U.S. agent Captain America situation got resolved, right, Cap started dealing a lot with um, Dark Star, her brother Vanguard, and Ursa Major. There was maybe about six or seven issues. And then you got to see, like, the Russian version of the Avengers. Uh, Sputnik, Vladivostok, stuff like that. So Ursa Major was part of that team. So to see that figure come out of my, you know, prime comic book buying period who was nothing right um the only thing that would have topped that is seeing a comic book accurate battle star and if anybody saw today's episode of, of falcon and winter soldier you know uh why i uh, i'm lamenting a bit mm -hmm. but that battle star figure uh was what would have been what pulled for me so getting ursa major in there okay i could dig that making that i, I I'm, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I did. Before we get out of here, I do have a Falcon and the Winter Soldier question to ask you guys before we get out of huh. here. I'm glad you brought that up. But um, no, I mean, to me, Marvel has done a really good job with their figures, like a really, really, really good job. I got yep. getting into uh, their six inch figures a little bit more. Um, but there's like a Doom figure that they have that comes with like these scroll, not scroll, like the, the aliens, but these scrolls. Yeah. Yeah, like actual, yeah. And it's like, it looks sick. Nice. Um, nice I really figure. do want a removable Doom head. Like one is, is the actual Victor Von Doom face. And then okay. like put his actual mask on. That's something that they have to do. And I'm sure they will whenever we get him in the MCU. Because uh, I doubt he'll be Doom from the jump. But wouldn't be shocked if Feige did that. Um, so really good, really good picks, JD, because Marvel has been killing it, honestly. DC's got to step their game up. I've seen some of their yeah. figures, and it's like, I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but you, you might have to kick it into some kind of gear. Um, but Pete, what stood out to you outside of what we've already discussed, and then your overall thoughts on, uh, on today? Two pieces, as a matter of fact. Uh, one good, one bad. <laughs> one I was really looking forward to which was the Rodimus Prime figure for the, uh, it, it's like the studio series, whatever they, they oh, yes, call it. Oh, yes. You, you liked it? I, I didn't care for I it. Did. Uh, surprisingly enough, like okay. I, I'm big into the masterpiece line. Like I, I have just dove okay. into this at first. I have tested the waters with both feet and I really, really liked, I didn't want to get totally into it because the scale didn't, wasn't the same. But the studio series Hot Rod, I loved. Like it's got the whole base that looks like Unicron. It can hold up the uh, the Matrix of Leadership. It's got a little spark yeah. on it yeah. and everything. You could just recreate that whole pose of him 
opening it up and basically becoming Rodimus Prime. And that was that was kind of my uh, okay. inspiration into wanting to buy this figure. And I don't know, like the face, people were saying the face looked old. And I know that Rodimus look, is supposed to look older. He's got more lines in his face okay. than Hot Rod did. And that was because he was supposed to be more mature and much more leader-esque. And I, I, you know, I get that. That happened in the cartoon. I just, I looked at the figure and I, I guess I was just expecting a bit more out of it. I like the fact that it's not just a remold of Hot Rod. It's a bigger okay. figure. It's a new, okay. it's a yeah. totally new mold, a totally new figure. And you could realistically put that behind your Hot Rod display of um, him, like holding the Matrix and be like, and he, you know, he does like the whole pointy, like, in, in car form for you, Galvatron or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wanted more out of it, and I guess I'm still kind of holding out uh, hope for a new masterpiece hot rod because the last the last master I'm sorry not hot rod the last masterpiece Rodimus that they got was MP9 way back in the day and that still mm -hmm. scales with some of the older figures and it's just like you know they're making the new Seekers and everything is so much more cartoon accurate now coming out of Takara even a third party like just give us a new hot rod for God's sakes like that's okay. That's what we want, and I, I was I was looking forward to that, and I I don't know I left it a little left it a little cold, but one of the things that really stood out to me was, and I had no idea this was happening, but my boy Age of uh, Age Art fame, you guys have seen him on the Pete's Basement show before, mm -hmm. sent me the Marvel Legends Eye of Agamotto, and like this is a oh, really yes, cool display. Yes, yes. How dope is that? I like, saw that, yes. My mom is super into Doctor Strange. I'm not totally sure that it's not because she likes Benedict Cumberbatch, That's but I think she just, like, digs, like, Doctor <laughs> Strange as a whole. Like, you know, th there's a whole, like, just ensemble there that she really digs. And, like, I would get that for her just to, like, kind of have in her house, you know? Like, right. she likes some of the Funko Pops and stuff, and, you know, I, I just think that would be cool. Like, it lights up, it opens up and shit, like... I, that's a really cool thing. And for only being 50 bucks for being what I see that highly detailed, like you could take it off the base. You could wear it around your neck like Doc does. I think that's a really cool thingy to have. So that, that was what stood out most to me. Like that was, I was like, yo, I need to order that immediately. And I, I did with as, you. as it were. And I want to add that Galvatron, what I've always wanted was, a massive Galvatron, right? When you open it, it's like you could, you could, it's like somewhat of a playset that you could have uh, these Transformers that are a little, maybe three to four inch. You mean Unicron? Unicron, sorry, Unicron, Unicron, Unicron. I'm sorry. They sort of made one, but um, like, yeah. there's a lot of controversy over that. Like the, uh, the, the uh, ended, the finished mold didn't match the prototypes so right. a lot of people who dropped was, $800 on that shit are not happy yeah that was the it. Hasbro Pulseman right yeah. yeah yeah no my cousin has the the first one that was made mm -hmm. and that's one of those things that you only transform once yeah yeah you, you know it was heavily it was the plastic was very brittle on that one um a lot of clear translucent plastic a lot of it um but you know, that's one of those things there. He's either in, in orb mode or, yeah. you know. 
Or you shell out the money and you buy two, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's super ridiculous. Um, but Hasbro- but they actually did that. Uh, they made very very tiny Galvatron and Rodimus Primes to go with it with the Unicron, and it's even still not in scale because Unicron's a fucking planet. A planet, a planet. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I think we can all agree there were aspects of this this fan fest that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the only reason why we were tuning into it, we did not enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was good that it had remnants of other things. There was other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but the last thing I want to ask you guys is we got a rumor that we had posted on our Twitter page today that there will be a huge Marvel cameo next week for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, JD, I know you hate this. I know you hate this. Um, but I'm just curious who you guys think. We're, we're not diving down a, a rabbit hole of conspiracies. Just who you guys think uh, that casting may be. X gonna give it to you. Uh, I'm on today. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> DMX. There we go. Um, whatchamacallit. Uh, dude, I, I, I'm not. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm not chasing it. Just uh, uh, entertainment. You know? Look, look. Uh, as at this point, I, I uh, the girl, what's her name? Uh, Sharon mm-hmm. is the power broker or something. Maybe she killed him in the five-year blip and took over that spot. You know, either that or she's working for Shield or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Fair, Pete. Theory. I'm really hopeful, and I'm just, I, I'm just totally speculating on this. I'm basing it off of the fact that one. Uh, Daniel Brule, is, is that the gentleman's name? Yes. He is, that man sits on a mountain of charisma. Like, nobody in Civil War thought that they would like Zemo the way they do in this series. I agree with that. The dance sequence. I mean, that's, this guy dances exactly like me. I'm that's, telling you right now. Funny. Like, he literally looks, like, that's me on the dance floor. This is why I don't dance. I will, <laughs> to the beach, I will never, ever get drunk enough to forget that I can't dance. Uh-huh. I promise. I will get I drunk and forget that I can't sing. Don't hand me a microphone and put Bon Jovi or Guns N' Roses on. I'm telling you right now. Uh, why yeah, you gotta throw it out the fucking gauntlet? But uh, I'll never to... dance. I don't what? dance. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't get me don't... started. Right now, Pete. Three or four drinks, and I'm trying my best to do uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's oh, yeah, a tough song, man. I mean, Freddie Mercury is a hard act to follow. Not for nothing. Listen, easiest thing to do, karaoke, Panama. Most of the song is just nice. the little, Panama. Uh, little, Go for it. Oh, God. It, it, it just Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Left, yes. left me. Yeah. Panama. Panama. My warm up is actually Hotel California by the Eagles. Oh, that's too much. You see, you're going hard. You're going no, hard. No, that, that's, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's my skate in. That's a seven-minute song. <laughs> that's a good song. Like, that's how I get my, my feet wet. Yeah, that, that's... No, no. Okay. Bon I can Jovi. actually turn away from the teleprompter. Like, I don't need the words. I know the words. Right. To that song. I got Hello. it here. Listen, Wanted Dead or Alive, hands down, my number one song of all time. I'm with you on time. that. I'm with okay? you Okay, I, I can do I'm that. I'm more of a Blaze of Glory fan, as a matter of really? fact. Really? Young Guns. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're young a Young Guns, guns guy. That's yeah. why. That's why. Um, Prince, get 
Prince into your repertoire. Okay. Okay. If My you dad throw Prince is the you... biggest Prince fan. Biggest Prince fan. Bro, Little Red Corvette. You don't talk Michael Jackson. It's only Prince. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't. We don't. Yeah, you know, you, you don't I, I digress. Uh, the, I'm the sorry. Point yes. I want, that's a, the point I wanted to make was with Zemo being so popular, mm-hmm. I, I think it lends a little bit more credence to this. I am hoping that the power broker is General Ross. Because if anybody would want a super soldier serum, it is a career military guy who just wants what's best for his country. And that is more super soldiers to win wars. And now we could have him possibly trying again to recreate the super soldier serum, inject himself with it, and become the Red, Red Hulk. Red Hulk, Thunderbolts. Oh Thunderbolts. Right, stop, the stop, thun- stop, the stop, original stop, Thunderbolts stop, 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 stop. were led by Zemo. <laughs> so who doesn't want Daniel Brühl running around some more? Because he's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. I I'm want more Thunderbolts. You. I'm with you on that. I All right, so twofold. I, I, I hope that the secret cameo is capped. Okay. Um, is who, Cap, Steve? Yeah, Cap. Yeah, okay. Steve. Okay. I would um, like that. You know, because to me, it's the thing that I think could get Falcon sold on what he needs to do going forward. Okay. The reassurance from Steve of, I didn't choose you because it was just like, well, I got to choose somebody between these two. No, I chose you because I thought you were the best person to take over for me. Because at the end of the day, if Steve didn't think uh sam was worthy he would have just stayed captain america because he wasn't going to give it to bucky um so steve is who i hope the cameo is i originally had hoped uh god rest his soul that um that since they had filmed this before he passed that we would have maybe seen chadwick Boseman. they did film it i wasn't sure they Actually. did film it before he passed. Oh, that was so nice. Yo, my mom asked that. Like, cause my that's mom likes said. all of these shows. And, yeah. you know, when the Dora Milaje showed up, yeah, she's yeah. like, did, did they film this, you know, before but that's why or I after? Said me, it bothered me because remember, in, Black Pan- in the Black Panther movie, remember how the Council of Wakanda was saying, you have to go get the guy who stole from Wakanda. You, as the king, have to go do that. I find it hard to believe that the guy who killed the last king, mm-hmm. he would send his army to go do it for him. It would be very personal for Juwan, him. Juwan, you just pissed me off because if that's not what we get next week, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going to drive to your home in the middle of the show. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a little... <laughs> uh, right? No, because it was the first thing I thought going. when I saw uh, Ayo at the end of last episode was... Maybe you know, maybe they're hiding T'Challa for like the you know this episode that that we that we just got, and when he wasn't in it, I was just like, that's really weird. That, God, like, do you, do you think we could armor. possibly get a an actual Chadwick right Boseman segment? You know, you no. know what? Okay, here's what here's one of the things that hurts. I don't think so. I, I didn't I didn't want Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. I didn't. I wanted Chiwetel for who was. You know, Baron Mordo, Doctor Strange. Right. I ever, if anybody saw Red Belt and saw his fighting skills in the movie Red Belt, yep. yes. I was like, oh my god, this guy's—he is destined to be Black Panther. That's a dope you know? movie. I'm glad you made that reference. All right, and you know, we got Chad because Chad was hot. Chad was doing almost every other biography movie that was out there at the time, mm-hmm. so he was marketable name, you know. Um, and then he just—he had this screen presence, you know, that was just. 
he carried himself regally. And he said something on the promotional tour that sticks with me to this day. He goes, I'd rather have a figure of me than an Oscar for me. Yep. Yep. That's cool. And I'm like, this guy won me. Credit to him. It was all his idea for T'Challa to speak with an African accent. That was his whole idea. It was like, well, if they've never really, you know, westernized, he's he's not gonna have right. a straight English accent, and that's and like, yo, that's a fucking good. good I will call. say when he won me over was right after T'Chaka died, and he was sitting on the bench with Natasha, and Natasha was just like, "You gotta let it go. Let us handle it from here." And then he just stands up and goes, "Don't worry, Natasha. I'll kill him myself." <laughs> like just with the ease of like, not even not even fearing who he just said that to and what the consequences could be uh, from that. Didn't care. I'll kill him myself. That's but, how you know there's no justice in the world, truly, because like a, a great actor, a great guy like that, I, I don't think I've been hit by a death yeah. of a famous person like that in years, years, probably since like Mickey Mantle, who was my father's idol. Way back Stan, when, like that was Stan twenty fucking years ago. The, the Stan one hurt me. The Stan one cut me. Stan, of course. Yeah, I mean that's different. That's different. And that was that, that was, was the same year as my father. Nobody, passed. so like nobody, that was really that really hit me. People were coming up to me in work, like, "Hey, you okay? Like, you know, I'll 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 be fine." But I mean, Stan was for by all rights and reason, he was like what eighty five or something. Like uh, where do I sign? No, no, he was ninety. I think was ninety. Well, I, I, I yeah, I forget how old he was, but like he he lived a good long life. Mm-hmm. You know where do I sign? You know right. he he had a great run. So yeah, like that was more expected. Right, right. Chadwick, Chadwick was in the prime. That was life. fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, that was awful. Like there are a lot of people. There are celebrities aplenty that I would put in that box altogether. Forget it. Bang, 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 bang. Just to have Chadwick back. I don't care. For sure. Like, yeah. That yeah. hurt. When that yeah. shit dropped, because like none of us knew what his condition was. We had no idea because he said he kept that shit so close to the hurt. And when that's that shit what makes dropped, him a hero. I, that's what it makes him a hero in that he took care of his family, literally, like, like because they never would have hired him if they knew he had cancer. So, like, he just kept that shit, like, I'm going to just keep myself quiet and keep my family, like, my, my parents, my brothers, sisters, whomever. I, I, don't, I don't know what his family situation is. But the people he cared about were now taken care of by his place in the MCU. Yeah, all right, so you're making me emotional. Stop. You're I making did. me emotional. Um, no, okay, fair enough. So we'll, we'll go back to my original statement before we get out of here. Um, so Cap is a secret. Uh, Cap is who I assume will be the the cameo for, for next week. It just, it fits. It makes the most mm-hmm. sense. Um, Chadwick would be the one that would literally be like earth shattered. That would be, um, that would be, whew. Because it would that be, it would be our proper goodbye. It would be yeah, our proper okay. goodbye. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said Ross, Pete, on the last uh, episode we did together. On the, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, it was about Kong and Godzilla, and we went all the, <laughs> we went everywhere. We went all over the place. We went all over the place. But I said I do believe it'll be the Mandarin. 
I believe the Mandarin will be the power broker. And it'll That's interesting. Right into Shang-Chi. Um, we've seen his presence in the first Ant-Man movie, uh, in Iron Man 3 a little bit. Um, so we know that he's out there. And, you know, so I, I, I would like to see him kind of show up here. And then we see the full, uh, the full length of it in, in Shang-Chi. Which, by the way, Shang-Chi better be how I get Iron Fist. Or I'm throwing hands with somebody out there. Um, you know, I I'm can't even go this. I'm still stuck on the whole Chad thing. I'm going to shut this off and I'm going to go cry for a minute because that'll be a beautiful goodbye. I want to touch on that a minute for a second because, like, we, you know, we got a little emotional on this episode with a few different things. So I, I want to throw it out there for – not now, obviously. Uh, but for a future episode, I want you guys to think about it. And we can, you know, we can touch back on it whenever you have an answer. Because there are a few of these that I know off the top of my head. But comic books, comic book storylines – that actually made you cry. Yeah, forget movies, got, forget anything else. Taught the comic book stories. I got three of them, and I won't say anything. I'll save it. Yeah, keep it. I only have one it, that I know of, but I'll save it. Yeah, keep it on the back burner, and let's touch back on this because I think it would make for an interesting show at okay. some point. Yeah, okay. because okay. I have one major one, and I can probably think of a few more off the top of my head. I only have one major one. I only have one. Ma- I'm not a big cry. It's why the Thor thing hit me so much. Exactly. I'm not either. And you know? there are ve- there are a few things that just like like every time I friggin' read it, I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Got you, know, you know what? Like, I got people- three of them. I got three of them that are bring you to the fields, and I don't want. To- I'll save it. All right. So we've got a future episode coming. We sure do, and we'll open it a little bit. Well, uh, anything in the in the um in the geek realm of like uh like uh. Besides just comics, movies, animation, because I definitely want to talk that Miles Morales scene where he jumps off that uh, that building and how that's more than just finding the inner strength. It's mm. the inner confidence. It's believing in yourself when it seems like no one else does. And it's the idea of him saying, if I don't take this chance on me, no one else will. Mm. Um, and it's the idea of it has to be now. Um, and it always gives me chills. Just even the song that... Nice. When he jumps, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, chills. Hello, anyway, Deja. Yeah. Um, whew, I gotta go watch that part now. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but guys, we broke down everything Hasbro, everything, everything else. <laughs> um, uh, this was a very special episode of Figure It Out. I want to thank JD. I want to thank Pete, uh, for doing this with me. <laughs> I blame, I blame that on me, JD. This was I, full. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Um, I, I do want to thank you guys for spending your Friday night with me uh, doing this. Cannot wait. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to be doing, uh, I think we're, we're still going to decide, but maybe next week's episode of Figure It Out will be sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy, whatever, which, whichever one we want to do. Ooh. But uh, if we do do sci-fi, my dad wants to be a part of that. So that'll be a lot. We're waiting for that, man. We're waiting yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hang with him and not with you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my fear. It's why I, it's why I have the, the, the end episode button really close to me for that one. Um, but stay tuned for that and stay tuned for uh, Marvel Cinematic Review tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to be breaking down everything of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And Pete, we reviewed Godzilla and Kong on your yes. Netflix. I am going to share that. I, I had meant to share it early this afternoon. And then, un- unfortunately, DMX passed away today. So I, yeah. I decided to 
just put up a little tribute to him in, in the story. Nothing crazy, just like a, a just a one one panel thing. DMX was like my favorite rapper back in the nineties, and I said like, all right, I can wait until Saturday afternoon instead to post our episodes, which is what I intend to do. I'm but uh, they are up now on the Pete's Basement YouTube channel. There is uh, the Godzilla review that we all did together, and that encompasses I'm not sorry, only Godzilla versus it. Kong, yes. but also uh, we talked about Batman, and we Every- talked about Batman along Halloween. Oh, oh maybe, we maybe I'm about- glad I missed it. Okay. <laughs> and we talked about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, or No Way Home, rather. Right. And Ramon and I also reviewed Invincible on Amazon Prime, Ooh. which is a dope series, and it's moving a little slow for me. So, did you see this today's episode? I haven't I watched it yet. I haven't I watched it yet. No, 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 no. I'm not going to spoil. It. I'm just going to say, throw out what you just said because it does not apply to today's. Episode. Okay, good. Because okay. what I did was I dove head first. Ramon gave me the series to read. And I just, I'm like, oh, I got to know what's I going got on. It. I read, I'm up to, in two, two, three days tops, I'm up to like issue 50 by now. So I intend to have this done by the time the series concludes. And then I can do like a follow-up review for what I deem to be one of the coolest animated series on, you know, in, in, in comics today. Like they, there, there's something so coming good. up that happens. That is a unique perspective on what's going on. A unique, a unique perspective on taboos. Uh, I'll leave it like that. Okay. I'm going to go watch. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go upstairs and, uh, you know, just read more. Chomp down on hmm. some funny chocolates and just watch Invincible. So I'm, I'll Thanks. be like, hey. Text, text me after Pete because when Please, I tell you, I, y'all will go from here all the way on the ground and then need like a forklift to pick that shit back up yeah. like yes. all right. okay all right don't say nothing i've got to watch it too i gotta watch it all hey, right guys contact me when you do because by the way joel has also read the the books mm-hmm. so maybe we can do a figure it out episode on invincible i would love big, that I'm I, a big yo, they actually released a new invincible figure like he's all blood covered and everything mm-hmm. like they look dope yes. i'd like to get one all right, perfect. And by the way, this has possibly the best voice cast I've ever seen. A hundred percent. All right, so we got to do an invincible. Yeah, we're gonna do invincible. The best part is I have managed to avoid all spoilers except one that I, I I know about because I remember Ramon reviewing it on the Basement Show years ago, right? And I'm like pre heartbroken about that like i i know it's coming and i'm like god damn it right, so, don't like, say nothing i'm not saying it, shit well we know what it is i those who read it know what it what, what's coming up yeah like that and i'm reading it now and that's the only thing i know that's coming and i'm like that's probably what Juwan <laughs> is alluded to but uh I, I, i'm not saying nothing i'm not okay. saying nothing uh, no that that's my answer okay. no <laughs> uh, this is gonna be fun this is gonna be <laughs> all right. fun cool all, all right fellas so we'll plan that out. Salud, right, gentlemen. Everybody. Have Salud. a great weekend. Good night. Peace.